0: Hello and welcome to the Regroup Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Walker. Today on the show, my guest is Lockie Parsons. Lockie is a DJ, goes by the name of Daddy Longlegs. You might have seen him around, playing festivals around far northern Queensland. Uh, He's been out to Northern Territory recently. And he is the co-producer of one of uh, the best final in Queensland festivals uh, that is on currently, which is called Coalescence Festival. Uh, I'm a big fan, I met Lockie through music and uh, have played at his festival and support him in whatever way I can. And our discussion today, as I always know, known that it was going to be Uh, about music, about festivals, and about connectivity in society. And as I do, I weave in various different bits of magic along the way. So I hope you enjoy this awesome conversation with Lockie Parsons. Welcome to the
1: reboot. Lucky, well, people get confused with Loki, but yeah, my name is Lachlan, but Loki is my name. It's quite funny, um, because my name on Facebook is Loki, like the Nordic god. And so, so many people ask me this question: of, "What's with the name?" Or, "Oh, cool name, bro!" And <laughs> it's like, okay, um, but it's really because I spent a lot of time in Spain, and in Spanish, they <laughs> English is a pretty whack language, really. With the more we get into learning other languages, but um, in in Spanish, you'd pronounce "Lucky" with an L-A-C-H-I-E as "Lachi," you know, and so. I just got sick of explaining the stories. Like, no, it's just a Scottish name. It's actually pronounced Loki, not Lackey, And so I changed it to Loki. Is how the Spanish would pronounce it if they read it with, you know, so Loki.
0: So L O K I would be pronounced by Spaniards as Loki.
1: Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. And then so I was like, that works. And then <laughs> and then everyone else got confused. Like, oh, Loki. And so I just kind of run with either of them now, man. But um. Yeah, and it's quite funny in the US. I just found out they can't pronounce Loki either. They they say only Loki, which is ridiculous. But really, yeah, it's really
0: bizarre. As, as in, they don't use Loki as a nickname for Lachlan's. No, they
1: no. Well, Lachlan's unheard of. It's just um, they can't say like law. They say low, if that makes any sense. So they're like, "What your name's Lucky? Like you're a lucky guy?" I'm like, "No, no, Loki." Like. <laughs> Lock the door, Loki. They're like, "Oh, Loki, Low I'm like, "Oh, <laughs> <Seriously>? <laughs> yeah, man." So it's just right. Okay, cool. It's Loki. It's Loki. It's Latchy. It's it's all <laughs> of the above, man. Just the big tall guy is cool, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. You are a tall guy, man. How tall? Yeah. Actually, how tall are you? I'm six foot six, actually. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, huge. I was actually the same height <laughs> since I was fifteen, man.
0: Wow, real.
1: Yeah, I was a behemoth in high school. I was <laughs> the tallest kid by the, yeah age fourteen in my school, which was Tully High, and yeah. yeah, it was a little bit strange. I was never very good at basketball, which was ironic. I was more of a cricket player, but yeah, um, yeah then I stopped growing. Then this Fijian kid, three years younger than me, became as taller. <laughs> <laughs> Oh so, uh, seriously. Yeah, I was like, damn, we got served, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. And wow, um,
0: so you grew up in Tully?
1: Uh yeah, a property just outside of Tully between Tully and Mission Beach. Um, a tropical fruit orchard actually. Okay. I was pretty blessed as a kid. I just kind of appreciate that now as I'm getting older. But um yeah, yeah we grew mangosteens, like yeah, hundreds of trees, pawpaws, passion fruit and this list goes on citrus um wow. so yeah we're on this fruit farm for since 97 so um yeah moved to tully or the tully region from uh western queensland yeah
0: whereabouts in western queensland
1: um just a little <laughs> little in town called julia creek which is like two hours east of mount isa mm. um crocodile dundee maybe you're familiar with that's the uh, the pub the walkabout creek hotel his like pub or whatever that's yeah. the little station just outside of Julia Creek called McKinlay and I was actually a page boy there at a wedding years ago at the at the walkabout creek yeah. pub <laughs> yeah yeah so um I mean Julia Creek's just a small town we were just yeah I can't remember what my parents were doing then but um yeah I was a different kid then man I was a bit of a cowboy you know like mustering cattle and going yeah. to rodeos and riding calves and bulls and yeah, yeah wow. man. So, yeah. It was a so, you can remember thing. that time. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I remember all of it. Um, but, yeah, no, it's it's a totally different vibe now being, well, an adult <laughs> and living here. But, um, yeah, very grateful my parents did, <laughs> did the shift over to this side of the country. So, what age were you when you went to Tully? Uh, I was nine, I think nine or ten. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah, it was just, like, everything changed. I mean, like, so young then, you know, but, um, yeah, it was certainly, like, just it's amazing, like, how a different environment really affects, you know, the people so profoundly, like, their environment or their scenario they're in. And, yeah, you know, what was cool back in Western Queensland, wearing Wranglers and Cowboy hats or whatever, you know, it's just unheard of, you know. Well, depends where you are here on the coast, I guess. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. Some. Uh- I'm interested in, in this this
0: kind of stuff, Lockie. It, mm. What what sort of things? Oh, it's good coffee. You, it's good coffee. Isn't yeah. It? Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> it is good
1: coffee.
0: <laughs> I don't normally drink we have too much coffee. Good but coffee here,
1: man. Yeah, yeah. May I ask where you got it?
0: This is Billy's coffee. Oh, dude. Say no more, man. So if you've been into Rusty's or yeah. the, or the crate. And mm. you've gotten coffee from Billy. It's the same grind. Oh, man. yeah. Same grind. The OG of coffee beans. Is- so you, you, you mentioned there briefly, and, and I'll do this sort of stuff, be yeah. warned. No problem, like man. You said something interesting. <laughs> I'm going to grab that yeah, and go yeah. with it. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> people being different everywhere. Mm-hmm. Like you've, So you've lived in Western Queensland. You've lived in Tully. You know, you've been in Cairns and you've traveled the world. Yeah. So I'm really, I'm really interested in m- and un- to understand a little bit more about what you mean in the mm-hmm. differences that you've seen. Yeah. Obviously, obviously, we all notice that people are there's different cultures and all the rest of it. But what, sure. but what do you mean, particularly when you say that? What sort of things have you noticed that are prominent <laughs> differences between us?
1: Oh, I mean, like goes without saying with fashion and just physical appearance where you go, but um. I don't know. I find it interesting in Australia that we're such a young nation, but we're starting to like gouge out an identity, you know, like you go to Europe Mm. where it's just a far more like concrete ancient culture, you know, Western, um, where you do notice like different accents and, you know, everyone's a bit more like a different frequency in different parts, particularly UK I've noticed anyway. Mm. But um, it's quite funny in Australia. I think we're just on the cusp of like you know, like oh okay, I can distinguish you're from WA or oh you you know what I mean. It's got, mm. yeah, it's yeah, it's slowly happening. But um, but and yeah, you're tra- your
0: travelling overseas is is fairly recent, isn't it?
1: Uh, oh like man, the
0: last five years. Yeah, you've done a fair bit of travelling.
1: Yeah, I was in the states. Like so I haven't travelled for gee, just on twelve months now abroad yeah. anyway. Um, but up until, like, yeah, the last 18 months, I was going abroad every, yeah, six months or something, and, yeah, I've spent nearly three years in Europe, and then nine months Latin America, yeah, about eight months in Southeast Asia, and, yeah, then North America most recently. Wow. So, it's always, yeah, always eager to get out there and, like, yeah, discover, yeah, new culture, new environment and country, so, um. It's pretty special world, isn't it? It's amazing. Yeah, man. Sights
0: to see and food to eat and... Oh, the food experiences, yeah. Uh,
1: yeah, absolutely, man. And we're pretty blessed in this day and age, you know, like... You can fly virtually anywhere for, you know, like a week's pay. And, yeah, it's crazy. I couldn't imagine what, a you know, the generation before us... Going over abroad was just such, like, a luxurious millionaire move you mm. know like mm. but it's just so affordable and yeah the world's just so much smaller now with you know everyone's connected online and yeah no it's it's exciting times man and yeah travel's just yeah it's it's the one you know so think. i'm
0: really interested in, in this this idea that australians are, are kind of solidifying a uh, unique um mm. characteristics and mm. um, i i I'm particularly fascinated by your comments about it because I haven't I haven't travelled for a while. Like okay. I've been pretty um, mm. stable here in North Queensland, raising my children.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah.
0: Whereas I, I was really lucky; I got to do a lot of travelling before I was a father. And mm-hmm. um, but yeah. with the technologies and the transport development, and mm-hmm. um, it it seems to me like. There is a natural globalisation that's happening where most of us are starting to become more similar, yeah. and we're we're developing this global kind of identity and global yeah. culture. So, yeah. so to hear you bring up that Australians are start only now starting to solidify yeah. by their culture, I'm I'm really fascinated by this. Yeah, and and to point <laughs> out too, you you contextualize this in comparison to europeans or mm. or, or others so yeah. wh- what are the because i haven't really considered that australians are they're moving into a state that's mm. more solidified as australians mm. what specifically are the characteristics
1: that you're identifying that makes us australians that's a really good question man um I guess sense of humour is a big one in being australian um mm, okay. yeah, and obviously, like just to touch back on the environment, you know, like you really do feel someone that's like come from deep country or you know like metropolis, so yeah, it's just that kind of that social interaction, i suppose, but um so in in that the
0: I've not really visited much of Europe, I've only ever been to England, oh, yeah but to try and really refine this and get cl- clear on, mm-hmm. on what it is that you're sharing with us so mm-hmm. in somewhere like Europe mm-hmm. there there is so many buildings it's it's so metropolitan yeah. that there are fewer people that get to experience connection to land and to country yeah. and so you it's develop it develops a type of city kind of mentality
1: yeah sure is that yeah exactly and each what are you saying yeah yeah for sure and each um new city or new environment or country if you will has their own like yeah their own frequency and energy of course and and yeah it's just more prevalent in i feel the uk where i've spent probably most time but yeah you know mm-hmm. just each individual city's got you know their own fashion sense of you know accent lingo even their style of music particularly you know you can mm-hmm. look at bristol where i lived for two years and oh yeah Oh, man, amazing. It's like living in a festival. It's just insane. And just for the music and creativity, it's cutting edge, you know. Um, So, yeah, I moved there essentially for my bass, you know, drum and bass kind of stuff. Um, So, you know, and that's been like a real kind of spearhead, you know, as a city in the world um, game. But then you go to like... uh, For for that style of music. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, obviously trip hop and everything, you know, in the 90s. But, um, you know, eventually fell into drum and bass. When you look at other cities like Manchester, it's a bit more, you know, it's getting into a drum and bass era now, but it's been like thriving on house techno. And, you know, even before that it had its indie rock and all these, you know. So it's, Mm -hmm. yeah, they've all got their own little identity and creative, yeah, creative energy there, you know. So, um, yeah, but, uh, Bristol, that's, that's some place, man. <laughs> so, so on the flip side,
0: do you, in your travels, do you notice that there, there is starting to become some sort of globalized solidarity? Do you think that the world is becoming more connected mm-hmm. because of transport developments, technology developments, mm-hmm. uh, communication developments?
1: I think so. Yeah, yeah, uh, absolutely, um, yeah it's and it couldn't come at a more important time you know like yeah environmental issues on the planet are obviously like pretty evident and um you know so it's but yeah absolutely just through communication and yeah just being more in tune with other cultures and communities worldwide it's yeah we are just more connected i suppose yeah it's good to hear i mean
0: you know i'm I'm sensing that this is going on from my little corner mm. of paradise here. Yeah. But yeah. without having the opportunity to actually get out there amongst mm. it uh-huh. all and travel around the world, yeah. I don't ever really get to validate mm. these thoughts or you know, verify that this is really going on. So
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: But man, you say some really juicy things for me to be able to pick ah, up on
1: cool. so the one that I <laughs> yes yeah, sweet the one that's like
0: <laughs> pulsing oh is um, is you said that I, I don't want to misquote you but no. you, you said that um, something to the accord of like it's a really perfect time mm. for more solidarity
1: mm.
0: you said something like that yeah yeah
1: a, yeah like,
0: sure yeah, al- yeah. Al- already forgetting things that you said yeah. but <laughs> Try to hold in into in mind you yeah, know, all the things yeah. that we got to discuss um, yeah, but we we're, yeah. we're creating more as we talk this is cool <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely. so i'm really really interested in this lucky you know it's mm. one of the reasons that i, I wanted to do this podcast yes, yeah. you know you you turn on the tv and at any any given day mm. and we're still seeing a rehash of old mm. ancient types of media yeah. reporting on Very select things, and yeah. uh, you know, yes, there is social media now which allows the people to actually start to become the media, yes, but people's yeah. minds are still biased and they're still influenced by their upbringings mm. and their preferences and all this sort of stuff yeah um, so you don't you, I mean you, you tend to be able to pick up on there's some probably some key things that are going on mm. But why do you think that it's a really important time right now? To you know, I, I want to um, contextualize mm. it. And we were discussing solidifying global culture, mm-hmm. and and that's what we were discussing. And obviously, the reason that mm. w- you know we're, we're solidifying more as a global culture is because we can speak to someone on Skype across the other side of the world. We yeah. can get on a plane and we can exactly. go and visit a country and all the rest of it. Yeah. Um. So your your comment about it being a really important time. Mm. Mm-hmm. What's what's that seated in, man?
1: Well, I mean, yeah, just to state the obvious again just with climate change and uh political nonsense and, you know, war games going on worldwide over the the war for oil, I suppose. It's just um yeah, I mean, it's all kind of been just climaxing to this like impending doom but um i don't know it just feels like also the race of consciousness i don't know if it's i can feel it but there's you can feel you can just sense there's this this intelligence or like this this will to remove this horrible they shed this skin of just horrible times you know and and just for you know the good of mankind just to unite together and just make some changes you know but um okay yeah are you are you willing to get into this bro uh yeah do you want
0: to want to adjust that microphone oh uh, uh, maybe a little I think yeah. it's just just a
1: little bit thanks man yeah it's um, because <laughs> yeah we're getting into some, <laughs> some juicy stuff yeah so yeah yeah, yeah look, you're, look at not Look. you've
0: been messing around with a microphone when we're talking about you know, how to fix the problem. Yeah. <laughs> so Yeah. Cool. will do is we'll just just
1: that little bit
0: as
1: well. So you can do this. Oh, okay. All oh, right. Kind of a so you can just rotate it a bit. Oh sweet. So what you need to to. Oh that's good. Thanks, man. Because
0: this is this is the kind of stuff, Lockie, that this is a great view here. <laughs> to, to be honest, you know, like I mean I I'm now 40 Mm-hmm. I've I've been having conversations. Uh, with, with people for well over 10 years mm. about the state of the planet and all this sort of stuff. And yeah I was fortunate enough to be able to to go to university and I studied psychology and social sciences and I was privileged enough to be asked to become a tutor and mm. I, I actually t- taught other students. Wow. Um, and then ended up being honoured with... Being an associate lecturer and actually started lecturing for JCU too. Unreal. Um, in some of these classes that I was teaching, you know, I got to to actually have some conversations. Like one mm. of the subjects that I taught was social psychology. Yeah, right. So social psychology is a fascinating field that I think is uh, very misunderstood, yeah. but the tenets of social psychology. Would include studying and thinking about things such as why we might develop prejudices, why we might develop biases, why are we we influenced by certain things but not others? So I got to have some really amazing discussions mm. with people about the world no doubt. And the state of the world. So mm. I've I've certainly noticed, for at least the ten years that I'm referring to, that there's this there's this theme that. That things are bad, and that mm. the world's going going bad, and, and mm. all the rest of it. So, mm-hmm. um, I'm at a stage in my life where I'm seeking to unpack this a little bit more. But like as a man, yeah. personally, subjectively, yes. I need to resolve this. Mm. You know, especially because I've got children. Yeah, you know, I don't, I don't find it functional to think that when i'm gone Mm. that my children are going to be in this chaotic world that's fallen to pieces yeah yeah i want to i want to be able to feel like you know that things are a bit clearer and Mm. we know what we're doing here and my children they're going to inherit a beautiful wonderful place absolutely which kind of is yeah 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 (laughs) <laughs> so, without without putting you on the spot too much. No, no, no. Um <laughs> what do you know about climate change? Like you the that was the first thing that you brought
1: up as a point. Yeah. So um I uh, mean, I wouldn't say like I'm a hardcore geek on that subject, but um I mean, yeah, it's obvious just the state of affairs each year, you know, like seasons just peaking like a lot earlier and, mm-hmm. and dragging on a lot longer. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, yeah, ice caps melting at an incredible rate, mm-hmm. rising sea levels. Um, and then, you, yeah, you know, this is the stuff you hear about all the time. But Yep. So, so um,
0: from your understanding, so these, these, these geographical anomalies that are happening because mm. the ice caps don't melt every day, we, mm-hmm. we, we're seeing them happen yeah. now whereas 100 years ago it didn't mm. seem to be noticeable that it was yeah, happening. Yeah. But obviously there's going to be some natural changes that occur. Mm. Uh, I mean the way that the earth was formed, you know, was a progressive thing that yeah. happened over millions of years. Mm. So my understanding is that there's going to be some changes. Yeah. There's, there's definitely going to be some changes. So yeah. are the things that you're referring to – are you are you specifically referring to the changes that are occurring naturally, or are you talking about? Mm, that's that's a great question. anomalous changes that perhaps we should feel a bit guilty about.
1: That's a great question um, because I mean, like you say, the planet it is a natural living thing and it changes. You know, like what was this five hundred million years ago? Was it I can't? Gondwana land would have been desert maybe this part of gondwana i'm not sure anyway you know it's always changing and evolving the planet as well um so yeah i i think maybe with human impact we are influencing the speed or just like just letting more sun in i suppose um which is maybe speeding up the process or affecting the evolutionary state of the planet because um Maybe this is just the phase of the planet it is naturally going to do, you know, even without humans on it, you know. Mm-hmm. But, um, but I think, yeah, it is still evident that whether impacts huge or not, we probably, I, I can't really say. But, um, and you're
0: you're not scientifically trained in this field, so you, no, no. you yeah, you don't have data and scientific facts to, to bring into the equation. No, not, not
1: today, man. No.
0: <laughs> <laughs> And that's you know that's totally cool yeah, yeah. because partly <laughs> what I, I do actually kind of want to try and achieve here in this conversation, lucky is yeah. to kind of in, in a way call you out a little bit mm. that it's like if, if, if you are saying that there are issues with climate mm-hmm. changing, you know to get your language right about it like what mm. is it actually that, that's happening so is climate change itself this thing that we need to do something about or is it the artificial impact that we're having on climate change that is is—is more so the problem. Mm. And this is this is what I, I've found in my work and mm. in my academic work that I've done, especially being a, a tutor and a lecturer, yeah. is how this language can actually shape our ideas around things. Yeah. So I, I personally, I, I would encourage everybody to actually start adopting language, which is more along the lines of the issue is... The, the the humanity is impacting on the rate of climate
1: change, mm. that is the problem, That's not climate change itself. Yeah,
0: As, as small a little difference as it is, mm. I think it's
1: important. Yeah, for sure. And I think you nailed it there, man.
0: Yeah. Which I also think leads into the next thing you said, which was political challenges, or you said something about politics as the other about major thing that is happening right now which is why it's really important for us to all come together as global citizens yeah so can you tell us more about that
1: well i mean when i say political um yeah i just mean in the state of affairs with yeah you know the the facade we we had led to believe in the war on terrorism and you know who we're cheering on into that battlefield whereas maybe in reality it's it's not like it's a maybe a puppet show so we can just extract the oil and, you know, bury the hatchet sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um So yeah, it's just the guys in charge. I mean, like, I don't want to whinge about it, but um yeah, you know. Well it's
0: a perfect opportunity too, bro. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I guess so. Go for it, man. Like, and yeah. this is this is important, mm. I think, you know, to two men mm. having a discussion. Yeah. Like I personally very rarely have meaningful political discussions with people. Mm -hmm. And to me, that's part of the problem. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Because, you know, we're at a a prime stage of our life. Like, Mm -hmm. we are actually influencing things now. Like, Mm -hmm. people are actually – they're starting to listen to our generation. Like, we have a little bit of experience under our belt now. Yeah. And we do have ideas and things that – are worth listening to. Mm-hmm. So if we're not sitting around talking about it, um, things, you know, th- and things have changed. Like we, mm-hmm. we don't have dinner parties and things yeah. like that, it seems, a- anymore. Yeah. You know, there's sure. there's definitely this platform of, of coming together at festivals. Mm. Um, and for me, that was a very... Uh, and it was an initial platform for me to start actually sitting down with people mm. for a couple of hours yeah. and having conversations. Yeah, yeah. But very rarely would would politics be discussed. And yeah. if it did come up, mm. it would be very limited in its depth. Mm-hmm. And most political discussions I've ever had with people at festivals, yeah, um, would generally consist of they're doing a shit job, they're all muppets. Yeah. The end of conversation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And and to me, I don't necessarily think that's a real functional way to mm. discuss mm-hmm. the state of affairs. Yeah. So, yeah. by all means, man. Like, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> it's yeah, yeah. Let's, Bang let's, on,
0: man. Let's talk about it. So, mm. and and I just want to point out that I think that um, the, there is a link between what we were discussing in terms of the the impact of humanity. Mm on the, the increasing rate of climate change yeah. is directly connected to politics. Absolutely. And the kinds of issues that, w- that mm. our generation mm-hmm. uh, sees with the current state of, of political affairs. Mm-hmm. So yeah. the, the big question that comes up for me, bro, is do you personally think that all of this... Which we consider to be you know, bad political uh, decision making mm. that leads into increasing rate in climate change yeah. and all the other issues. Do you believe that it's by design? Do you believe that there is someone, you know, conniving and, and plotting this outcome?
1: Hmm. I can't say I've really thought of it on that angle, but um quite possibly um i don't know if we're going into (laughs) illuminati kind of realm here but um yeah it's it's a high possibility man um i haven't given it much energy or thought to be honest okay it's a funny thing with politics and yeah all that negative stuff i suppose yeah it's something i try to remove from my psyche a little you know i'm I'm definitely interested and i want to be I want to contribute to any way I can to, you know, move forward in, you know, the most positive way. But, um, yeah, and this, it, it's still like something that I'm a little afraid of or something That it's just kind of like, uh oh, maybe I don't want to know, you know, but, mm-hmm. so, um, yeah, yeah, it's an interesting question you make there, man, but. Okay, well, can I share with you my, yeah, my absol- thoughts on it? Do, yeah, please do. Because I have, I have thought about it. Mm-hmm.
0: I've actually thought about it to the point where it's driven me a little nutty.
1: Okay, sure. You know,
0: to, it, it, it compelled me to want to find out who's driving the ship. You know, yeah. who really is in control and all the rest of it. Sure, and, yeah. And what I found in, in in that endeavor was that it was in infinite and endless. There was n- there was no real answers to it. Like it was too complicated inquiry to look into well, who's benefiting mm. from this. Like who yeah. would possibly want people to be in a state of slave consciousness? Mm. Like who's really be- – and so my conclusion, brother, is that there is n- there's no intention behind it. Mm. For me personally, when I started really accepting that, well – It could either be that there's somebody at the helm designing and plotting, conniving, and they're the ones reaping all the benefits of this. Mm. Or the other option is that, you know what? It could just be the way that things have actually rolled. Yeah. And there's been no design, there's been no intention, Mm. but it's the way that it's just turned out Mm. organically. Yeah, for sure. And for me personally changing my perspective and understanding it like it's a, it was a natural, organic process, mm. it liberated me from that pain of that negative stuff that you just said that mm. you try and keep out of your psyche. Yeah. So that it becomes something you don't have to worry about keeping out your psyche. Basically, yeah. Like you dissolve, it mm. dissolved it for mm. me.
1: Mm. Yeah, okay.
0: Yeah, great. So I, I passed this to uh, you as an offering uh-huh. or something that you you might be able to adopt yourself.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Um and for me personally, it, this perspective really helped in a lot of different areas too. Mm. Particularly with my relationships with people. Yeah. To to adopt this way of thinking, it it also it impacts on, you know, the way that other people might treat you mm. because Again, it's like, well, did they deliberately intend to offend me or hurt mm. me there? That hurts if they yeah. did. Yeah. But if what they said or did to me was actually, it was not intentional, it was unconscious and it was a product of all their stuff. Yeah. And it was just a point in time where they felt comfortable enough to project it onto me or whatever. <laughs> that doesn't hurt as much. Yeah, and right. I'm okay with that. Yeah. And then that helps me understand that well. That person's just wor- they're working on themselves, just like I am. Mm, yeah. And it becomes if, if you practice it,
1: mm-hmm. and it,
0: it becomes a way of being. Yep. It actually makes things a little bit easier. Yeah, you feel a little bit lighter. Yeah, this yeah, is my so, personal experience. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Thank you so, for sharing, man. So everyone, everyone's um, different. But that's yeah, good man. No, bro. But I find I find this, like, and I've I've developed this perspective. Almost out of necessity, because I kept having mm. these conversations where people mm. would be going, Oh, the world's in a terrible state. No, yeah. man, it's all bad and it's hard. And it's like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's the, what's the way out of this? Yeah. Like, yeah. What are we going to do? <laughs> so, for years, mm-hmm. and when my kids were children, I was like, Right, they're yeah. going to be adults soon, you know? Yeah, I've yeah, got to yeah. fix the world before, yeah, yeah, <laughs> before yeah, they, yeah, they yeah, become right. autonomous thinking creatures. <laughs> and it became futile exercise. Sure, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. But I'm reading. I'm reading a book at the moment, man. Okay. By a brilliant. Uh, he fundamentally is a psycholinguist. Okay. Named Stephen Pinker.
1: All right. Heard
0: of Stephen Pinker? I haven't. No. Um, fascinating guy. Like he's yeah. got a real scientific way of thinking. Yeah. But because he f- is formally trained in psycholinguistics language and mm. um, and the the psychology behind language is his first and foremost love yeah so he's really good at expressing ideas and fascinating yeah, cool. fascinating guy mm-hmm. um, hopefully one day he can come on the podcast yeah yeah <laughs> Steven, if you're listening <laughs> get sweet. in touch um, <laughs> no, he wrote a book uh, that he released earlier this year called enlightenment now cool and it's not enlightenment in terms of Spiritual enlightenment. Mm. He's referring to the era of enlightenment. So this the social cultural phase that we went through where we went from thinking that everything was all based on gods and monsters and angels Mm. and all the rest of it, and then we started developing a scientific mind and we started thinking about things in a totally different way obviously that transformed societies it transformed culture and it transformed our psyche in the way that we we think and and the relationship that that we have to the world Mm. and so this book is is pointing out that okay well even though you know in enlightenment thinking so empirical consciousness really sort of commenced you know back in the 1500s or whatever that it's really only starting to become really valuable really now if we give it the credit that we give it obviously there's still religion there's still mythology there's Mm -hmm. still all this this stuff that isn't scientific thinking Um, however he presents in this book very factual data about how when we started thinking scientifically we were able to solve all these problems Mm. things that are really serious problems like Polio and yeah, sure. <laughs> Poverty, you know, know Like poverty Like people not being fed nowadays Is almost non-existent mm. as, as much as there are ads on TV About all the yeah. starving children around the world And there's all these charities and organisations mm. That makes us feel like mm. Oh my god Like this, this state of affairs is really bad Yeah But when you actually look at real data, not the stuff that's reported on commercial TV, Uh the rate of people not being able to have access to food has just plummeted Wow! in the last 100 years alone. Mm -hmm. I I don't know. I can't remember what the the figures were. Unreal. But no one ever reports that sort of stuff. Mm. Yeah, well. And and that's what this book is about. It's like that, hey, like we're actually – we're in the Enlightenment era mm. now still, everybody. Yeah. But take a look around. Yeah. You know, the, the way that we live, I mean, the conveniences we have. Mm. Like, think of the fact that only 50 years ago or whatever, people mostly generally still had to light kerosene lanterns to see. Yeah. We flick a switch on and Yep, yep. And while there's so much discussion going on about how bad things are, there's very little discussion going on about how amazing things really yeah, are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's something that warms my heart when mm. I think about
1: it. Oh, for sure, you know, man.
0: It's really important, I think, to really to, to talk about mm. and, and bring up.
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, yeah.
0: man, we've already gotten into some really juicy stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah We yeah. haven't even really done uh, a, a full proper intro do you want to um, just just oh actually tilt yeah, that just, yeah tilt that I'm sick man yeah, and we can tighten that, so
1: yeah this is awesome dude it's fun eh yeah yeah, it's really fun it is man <laughs> it's really fun uh, thanks again for inviting me here man pleasure pleasure to connect this so itself. so
0: yeah, I mean that's
1: fantastic for us mm. to be able to jump straight into
0: yeah. dialogue like that like yeah, that, yeah that's yeah. amazing um so <laughs> let's let's take take it back to um, more while you're here. So I mean, you know, originally you and I met each other through through music, really.
1: I suppose it was. When was really? the first time you and I met? I, That's a good. I was actually just thinking of this. Um, I, dude, I think it was that gig you played at the Billabong. Um, uh, Earthbound. Oh, really? I yeah. I think it was. Oh, oh, Ron and Bruce. Anyway, it was early 2016. I think not very long, man.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay yeah yep so
1: so yeah for
0: those listeners who don't know like i i, I do a bit of music amazing and, music um, <laughs> yeah lucky lucky does a lot of stuff with music so so yeah we met through an event
1: yeah yeah you were playing and i don't think i was playing that night but um yeah we just connected i think through michaela and c mm-hmm. yes I think that's how it worked. Yeah. Cool. And yeah, man, just hit it
0: off. Sparks flew. Totally, know. man. And and I do really acknowledge yeah. um, that that meeting and mm. every time we've interacted since has yeah. been really meaningful to me. Yeah. And same here, man. Well, thank you. That's <laughs> it's an honour. And <laughs> and I I do think it's it's really important to to acknowledge that sort of stuff. Um, sure. I mean, it's essentially why you you're sitting here on my couch because yeah. I just. I felt that you're a person of substance. Mm. Every interaction I had with you, yeah, you, you actively listened to me mm. and it was just meaningful interactions. Yeah. So um, essentially, mm. we, we developed that rapport until yeah. till we're here. But yeah, bro. it's fantastic to, to be able to do this and get to know a little bit more about you because mm-hmm. a lot of those interactions that we've had have been pretty fleeting. Sure. So... Yeah, it's brief, yeah. So i, I want to introduce now to you one of the mainstays of, of your lifestyle which is which is the music so mm. uh so you uh dj under the moniker daddy Longlegs. <laughs> yep yep yeah so and that is that's djing you're not producing your own stuff
1: no as I'm, yet no i guess i've dabbled a lot but um i don't know man sitting still in front of a computer yeah on ableton or reason you know i've messed about for years and I, don't, mm. I just can't stay focused for that long man yeah so um i, I don't know i kind of just accepted it as um, maybe i'm just a selector and i'm kind of mm-hmm. happy with that so but well, i mean I, yeah
0: well i have to give you props man like to, yeah. to be djing and to be invited to you know some pretty big events around the country like mm. it's a pretty amazing feat yeah you know to be able to to do that as a dj is amazing so oh. well done
1: Thanks, man. Well yeah, done. yeah. No, it's been an exciting journey. Like, um, yeah, I started spinning tunes. Uh, t- I don't know, twelve years ago, thirteen years ago. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, moved to Brizzy and kind of got into it, playing bars and clubs there. And and then moved to Bristol, and that's kind of my whole portal. Just yeah and you place.
0: mentioned before that that move to Bristol was quite
1: inspired by music yeah, yeah, yeah. It was coincidental. um I met a couple of guys a few months earlier in Asia from Bristol and but before that, I was just like so into you know what a you know massive attack Porter's head, and then all the drama, Ronnie sighs, and you know the list goes on, so um, Bristol was just like a real pivotal place to me already I'm Like this place has got something going on and yeah. So anyways, um, yeah, I just moved over there and yeah, it was just like, oh my goodness. And so yeah, I got a lot of inspiration and just tuned in to, yeah, bass music particular. And then I came back here for the 2012 Eclipse and yeah. Far North Queensland was quite foreign to me then because I hadn't lived here for seven years or something and I didn't really ever consider moving back at that young, you know, that age in life um but after then, you'd gone to bristol yeah you know. and brisbane before that yeah so yeah. um yeah it was a bit like oh okay final queen but then the eclipse was incredible and before i knew it i was just surrounded by such a supportive loving community and did you
0: get to play at the eclipse festival
1: i no, i didn't man like um I actually my first gig here was bush week three years ago um yeah. i mean doing the odd club gig and stuff like that but yeah, yeah. first major festival up here was bush week and um And I guess since then, it's just really, like, exploded. And, um, you know, slowly still infiltrating the scene with bass music because it's it's pretty 4-4 in this part of the country, you know? Techno, Psytrance, which is just the fabric of the landscape here, you know, which is great. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah. Yeah, anyway, so still getting, building my fan base, I suppose. But um, anyway, at the end of the day, man, it's just... Black I'm really, I'm really is. interested
0: in talking music with you, um, mm-hmm. particularly,
1: particularly events and and
0: you know the culture, mm-hmm. um, because for me 2012 was, uh, it was a massive kind of plateau period. Yeah, right. Uh, I was very heavily involved uh, with with events and put on my own festival, um, heard, but 2012 yeah. was kind of mm. um, where it just seemed like a lot of people who were sort of supporting the culture prior to that. Just we just crashed. It was yeah, just this yeah. big like, okay, it's over. Yeah, right. Twenty twelve's done, the yeah, event's yeah. done, we just need to hibernate. Yeah, yeah. And it definitely felt for me like there was a lull um, for a few years. So mm. I, I personally feel that Coalescence, which you're one of the directors of, which we'll get to yeah. later on, yeah, uh, was one of the first festivals that – emerged after that sort of 2012 mm. plateau mm. and it's one of the reasons why uh, i'm super fascinated to talk to you <laughs> um, because I, th- I feel that what you guys did was in a sense you mm. kind of reanimated the mm. the community and, and sort of yeah fired up the the, the culture again yeah right well so i want to talk lot, about I definitely want to want to talk about that. Mm-hmm. But um I want to start with though um, first firstly like I'm even though I'm from Adelaide originally I've never really been into drum and bass.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's yeah, huge right. in Adelaide, so oh, Okay, wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, so. man,
0: your drum and bass is really big in, in Adelaide. Awesome. Um, yeah, yeah. But you you were sort of talking about back in the early days Portishead, um, Massive Attack, I mean, yeah. although you'd sort of say that sort of, you know, crossing over between ambient, experimental, mm. drum and bass kind of stuff, you then mentioned that you went over to Bristol and you got into bass music. So, mm. look, in the grand scheme of things, I still consider um, bass music as a label was fairly recent, it's a mm. fairly newish kind of, kind of genre, Yeah. so... Yeah. Can you tell us more about that, man? Like, what what is what are you, in your your perspective is considered bass music? What makes it bass music?
1: Yeah, it's it's a pretty big umbrella now. Um, I mean, bass music's always been there. Like, yeah, it's just a bit more evident today. So, so
0: what have you called old school drum and bass stuff? Bass yeah, music?
1: Yeah, it's still under that kind of that tag or whatever you want to call it yeah Yeah, sure jungle now there is
0: a difference there is a distinct genre isn't there
1: that's yeah it's forming i I suppose it's still you know um you'd say like for example you say techno but it could actually be minimal you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. so techno could be minimal tech house or progressive all under that one umbrella so bass music could be drum and bass jungle footwork halftime you know, right. I guess so. It is. It's more of a describing a cluster of yeah. different subtypes. I suppose so, man. Um, yeah. But it's definitely widely used now. Like, yeah, far more than I've ever noticed. But um, and so, what's
0: your what's your description of like the characteristic of this cluster? Uh, Obviously, there's there's bass, but uh-huh. <laughs> what what makes it you know that cluster that we call bass music to I, you? What's the distinguishing
1: features i guess like it sort of all germinated from a more african stem of music right yeah you know broken beat for example yeah which is going back to massive attack portishead that's that trip hop um yeah so so
0: broken beat as opposed to one two three four we're talking one four one yeah yeah it's breaking up the four yeah and we're changing that pattern so Mm -hmm. that it's Breaking the four into yeah. something a little bit more interesting.
1: Yeah, I guess depending on your view. Yeah, you're depending in. on the
0: person. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Okay, so that that mm. broken beat, that not four one two mm. three four the mm. kick drum every yeah. beat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is essentially describing that bass music. It's
1: a prominent I, feature, I suppose. Yeah, and to even like overlap the bass music label um, broken beat would cover that whole spectrum of yeah broke break beats to hip-hop to drum and bass you know that whole catalog there um yeah and i suppose yeah just to go back it's kind of like yeah stem from a more african origin and it's yeah particularly like bristol for example a very historical city for electronic music today um, yeah because that was one of the first slave african slave ports i think in europe if not the first one right And so um, Africans, you know, on the Caribbean sound, brought this kind of reggae and this laid back guitar, you know, harmony sort of thing. And yeah, and then I guess through mainly drug culture, it kind of got sped up with the use of ecstasy or whatever. And then you had your jungle and then... So literally sped up in tempo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, And then you got your, say, your ketamine, for example, and it slowed down into dubstep. And... You know what I mean? So it all kind of came through that little, that little wormhole there in the UK from, from Africa. Wow, um,
0: that's it's a really interesting idea that yeah. different, different substances mm. have actually influenced the sound
1: Absolutely. of music. That's a really interesting idea. Absolutely, man. And I think particularly in the UK because it's such a fusion of cultures and especially African to Indian, you know, and yeah, as you've been there before. Um, so yeah, it's it is quite fascinating. Uh, the substance use, particularly in the '90s, is the sound we have today. Um, yeah. So yeah, man, bass music—it's just juicy, squelchy goodness. Um, yeah, I'm, a, <laughs> I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm all about it.
0: So, so when when people say bass music, it, it does tend to be this idea of like squelching it yeah yeah. (laughs) it does seem to be yeah yeah. so so even though we've already talked about bass music kind Uh of describing a cluster of different subtypes yeah that this is where i'm i'm starting to feel that when people use bass music by itself Mm. yeah that it is starting to develop into this almost a subtype itself where it's kind of it's got this squelchiness yeah, yeah, yeah. going on, it seems to be part
1: of it. Yeah, for sure. And
0: so obviously that squelch sound is in the bass, mm. the actual
1: bass sound itself. Yeah, 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 that's where right. it's, the, the squelch is prominent. That's right. And I guess if you were to like actually label a track as a genre of bass music, which, yeah, I've seen and heard, of course, um, yeah, it'd be mainly at the 85 BPM, you know, that kind of hip-hop Half time beats mm-hmm. which is essentially drum and bass cut in half, you know? Slow down. Yeah, yeah. So half time. Um so yeah, anyway, it's it's bizarre how P- and there's just so many different sub genres these days. I heard like paddock step and you know <laughs> someone said a really funny one <laughs> there. step, what's paddock <laughs> step? Fantastic. It's fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> It <laughs> might even be one of Pete Blaze tracks. I can't remember. I saw it recently, but, um, oh, God, there was a funny one I heard the other day. Because um, I actually work for uh, Attic Tech Records, um, right. which is owned by Hypnotech, who I'm picking up in a couple of hours. And it's been an honor being part of that label as um, a tagger, essentially. So I just get offloaded stacks of unreleased music, and I'm part of, I think, one of maybe 12 people in the team. And, and all the music we had assigned, we just... Put it into its genres and its tags, you know, whether it's techno cool. and dope, organic, liquid, you know, all that sort of wow, stuff. Wow,
0: so you're the man to be talking to about genres and su- subtypes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I didn't surprised. know you did
1: this. Yeah, yeah, man. Since um oh god, yeah, just over a year now, I get A year and a half maybe. Since coalescence last year. Wow. Um so yeah, it's been awesome being part of that label and um and yeah, awesome at Dean's in town today. He's yeah, yeah. quite the So chance. how did that come about, man? Um I booked him for Coalescence last year and we'd met at a couple of festivals prior and he's been like one of my biggest idols. Like as a DJ, he really, there's no other, yeah, this show like he puts on, man. It's, yeah, yeah. he's just some selector and um, anyway, so yeah, just been a huge like fanboy for a couple of years and yeah. and then connected with him on a mate level and, and then, yeah, got him to Coalescence and... Yeah, I don't know, shortly after that, I think, yeah, Wide Open Space maybe was, I don't know, You just like, man, want to join the team? I'm like, what? Okay. Like, wow. Awesome. So, um, yeah, and obviously, like, a lot of amazing artists released through that label, you know, yeah. like Griff, Bumble, White Bear, you know, the list goes on and on and on. So, um, yeah, anyway, it's fun. Wow. I don't have Wi-Fi at my place so at the moment, so <laughs> don't get a whole lot done these days, just sneaky ones at work when I've got my headphones, but... <laughs> But um, no, it's it's cool, man. Yeah,
0: that's cool. So your primarily your primary role is to listen to great music. Yeah, and then put it in its genre.
1: Yeah, and for, just
0: the, some for the purposes of people being able to to buy it on the online store, search through that genre's tag, yeah. and then you can purchase it through the online store.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And you and get paid for it. Uh, I'm not getting. I get paid in free music. What? I, yeah, yeah. Which is, you know, I'd buy the music anyway. Yeah.
0: And And then you're allowed to use it to DJ with as well. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) absolutely, man.
1: Absolutely. So, yeah, any listeners out there, if you're into any, yeah, dope electronic music, check out Attic Tech. You know, there's Beatport and all these other platforms, but yeah, Attic Tech's um, like the little guy doing a massive thing. So, let's check it out. And all sorts of genres, everything from techno to hip-hop to soul to... Yeah, your broken beat, bass music, everything. Yeah. yeah, it's
0: a pretty amazing site. It's yeah. it's one of the only places I get my music from. Yeah,
1: awesome, man. That's I, great. If,
0: if uh, unless someone's got their own band camp and I can get mm. it direct from from the mm. artist, uh, I'll go on, yeah. on to Art Attack. Yeah, particularly yeah. for the VAs. Yeah, like yeah. Get yeah. The, compilation albums yeah, and sick. get introduced particularly with with bass music which mm. you know i'm still kind of just learning mm. about myself yeah and yeah yeah i don't really know exactly who's the bee's knees in yeah, that, yeah, that yeah. genre so i'll go on to add get a compilation
1: yeah, yeah. and sick. it's gold yeah bro that's great yeah it's still like a relatively it's like new territory still up here isn't it like bass mm. music and that more experimental thing you know there's been dudes like Matty Costa and Pete Blay and um, I mean I'm forgetting others but uh, since I've been around anyway there've been two dudes holding it down like Mm. pushing the kind of boundaries and that IDM kind of intelligent bass stuff Um, yeah yeah because I don't know it's varieties it is it
0: is still yeah like you said I think it's it's definitely seems to be that organically uh, a lot of the music that gets um, played uh, is generally trance four four stuff or, or and and techno's yeah br- usually pretty big as well yeah. But it's all four four music so yeah exactly yeah I, yeah I definitely have to say that um, from from coming from uh, events that used to be literally only trance like mm. for two days straight yeah
1: and yeah, uh, yeah.
0: the the introduction of of bass music and the and particularly the broken beat mm. has transformed the culture yeah it has really transformed the culture yeah in a positive way yeah i think Glad you, you know, lis- listening to to four to four for two
1: days um
0: you know it 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 does things
1: to your brain oh yeah for sure man for sure and with all the, the substance abuse that can go with it because yeah, yeah you just kind of like it's like matching your heartbeat and you're just awake and yeah yeah.
0: I think I think particularly it, it brings up problems when you li- when you get out of that environment mm. because it it is almost like time stands still. You've got mm. this this 4/4 four, four rhythm mm. that when when you're there for 2 days solid mm. generally, you know, the the 30th hour is a bit indistinguishable from mm. the 12th hour because yeah. the the rhythm of the whole party in the vibe yeah. is still the same and yeah, yeah. and so it kind of it what's the right word like it um it, it, it's more ingrained in you and so mm-hmm. when you, you leave that party and you've still got that rhythm mm-hmm. of the party in you and then yeah. you try and come out into the real world yeah and it's 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 more difficult to recalibrate mm-hmm. and kind of come out of that 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 yeah. vibration
1: yeah, yeah, yeah so
0: i think when um bass music and particularly the broken beat came along mm-hmm. it broke up that
1: Mm-hmm. Monotony,
0: yeah and it, it, it kind of it almost breaks people out of that, yeah. that, that frequency and that trance, yeah. and I think that 's a much more sensible way of gathering and having having parties mm. and these sort of events, so that when people leave it 's a lot easier to to reintegrate and, and attune yeah. back to, to society. Wow, I never thought of that, man. That's,
1: yeah. This is yeah. The,
0: the, you know, the psychologist in me like yeah. thinking about the psychology of, yeah, of these yeah. kinds of
1: dynamics. I never thought of that. Yeah, aftermath like that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, man. Yeah. Um, oh, I, and I, I can certainly tell you that I've, I've noticed
0: as well, Like I, you know, as, as well as reporting on some of my own subjective mm-hmm. experiences as part of mm-hmm. what I just shared with you. Mm-hmm. I have noticed in others too, like there used to be, this sort of um, v- culture, where we were going to these parties and we were listening to four four music uh, for for several days at a time, and then we would come back out into the real world, and the only people that we sort of felt that we could relate to was other people that were there.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and so
0: you end up the, the milieu of people start so becoming true. sort of more isolated from the rest of society and, <laughs> and, and, and yeah. that makes it more difficult to do things like work collaboratively with authorities mm. or get permits to be able to mm. make events safer and better yeah 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 for sure people then go more underground mm. and to maintain that frequency mm. of it because that's all they feel comfortable yeah, with yeah 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 it's
1: so true man that is so true it's interesting um, dynamics and Yeah, yeah. And I mean I'm I don't want to knock it at all. Like I love the culture and it's you know, it's been yeah, spearhead for our scene for so long. Um but yeah, you know that is just it's a it's a truth, man, what you're saying. Yeah, yeah.
0: And I think I think really important stuff to to be able to articulate mm. as well, particularly for people who are putting on events mm-hmm. and you are one of those people so yeah yeah, it's really i think really well worth me sharing these kind of thoughts with you yeah they they do need to be considered Mm. in event designing
1: oh for sure and i mean you and i have been to enough events now or like run our own events and i don't know variety just it makes it's key and you know i think the more kids smiling at an event the the greater the the deeper the love the frequency and just the vibration of it, you know? Um, Yeah. And if, you know, we continue on with Coalescence, which is all still up in the air between you and I, but, um, yeah, you know, we'd probably even, yeah, infiltrate further as a family event and less doof. You know, of course you need that for your fan base to, you know, dudes like Ryan, who was here this year, who's amazing. Um, But, you know, maybe focus more on live music and, yeah, intelligent sound design than just a party you know so um
0: which you know i think you do really well
1: yeah thanks man still got to balance it a little you know you got to keep the masses happy as well but yeah. you also educate them in some way too and i think we we're at that level where we've got you know a reputation now and i think we could almost go even more abstract in okay. a bunch of years so anyway right, well
0: i would i'd really like to talk about that a bit later if that's cool sure, because man. I just want to try to stay on a particular topic that I'm really interested to to ask you about, Uh which is related to what we were discussing, which is your your DJing. Mm -hmm.
1: Um,
0: I I am really fascinated by the psychology of things. Mm -hmm. So I'd like to take this opportunity to actually talk to you a little bit about your DJing and your experience as a DJ and, you know, what what you get out of it you know like start mm. perhaps by what motivates you to actually do this role of getting up in front of a crowd yeah, and yeah. selecting tunes and and you know weaving them together in a mm. in a way that well what what are you doing what yeah. what do
1: what is the experience <laughs> for you Lockie, when yeah. you're
0: djing what is what are you doing
1: yeah well um yeah I try my best to yeah, make people smile, I suppose, man. But um, okay. Yeah, I guess like I, I don't know. It's just random how I fell into it. I've, I guess I've always just been a a guy with good taste in music, and like <laughs> even like way back in even high school when I first started getting into DJing, doing school discos and things. Like
0: oh, okay, so I, yeah, you started um,
1: back there. Yeah, man. Yeah, and like even my my parents' friends are like, oh, mate, like can you burn me some CDs or record some tapes? And so I was kind of like this fell into like that kind of groove and then it just sort of naturally progressed into like you know parties and stuff but yeah but um i don't know man like i just feel it's just i love co-creating that space man because dance floors, as you know let's some of the most magic spaces there are man you know where it's for conversation just for internal healing or connecting on even a romantic level you know so many bloody love stories you hear (laughs) these sort of things too so um yeah, just trying to like, yeah, weave in those magic moments, man, um, and okay. be, yeah, and, yeah, and try to plug into the environment, and
0: yeah. Okay, that's a, that's a really good way of looking at it. So, mm. so as a DJ, you definitely experience that moment when when it's your set and you are up there mm-hmm. as a, a co-created moment. Mm. It's not something that you are necessarily the 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 man and it's all about you it's
1: yeah um i mean no it's it's an all like experience together um but i mean obviously i'll be the one playing the music but um but yeah yeah that's kind of get up on stage and yeah so you're
0: are you you literally looking out and and visually getting cues mm. from the people that are there is it an intuitive thing how does it work for you
1: that's a great point um obviously like practice a set before a festival or and um okay i try to like study like or if i've been to that place before and get some kind of feel for the environment and the intention of the promoter and you know the tribe that may be there mm, okay. um and but then on the day like Every I think every time I've played a set that I have practiced, it's changed, you know, on the night. It's just kinda like oh, you know, like I'm feel yeah, like I can see that they'll smile, you know, like I wanna see this guy grin and yeah. or whatever and oh look at those two, they're looking each other in the eye, like, oh this'll he'll make the move on this, you know, and or whatever. Um wow. so yeah, there is kind of like in that organic so, now, presence.
0: So know, when when you're doing this, like yeah. you talking literally, you're thinking this you look out to the crowd, and you're seeing these little things happen, and you're very literally thinking, right? Yeah. At least If I play this yeah, yeah. particular track right now, yeah, he's gonna, he's gonna lean and kiss <laughs> her, and the fireworks are gonna go off, yeah, and you're gonna yeah, yeah. get to see that beautiful, yeah, romance blossom yeah, right before yeah. your eyes. Yeah.
1: yeah, I mean that's not every time, of course, man, but um, yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure, always on the lookout, and and also the opposite, like getting heckled, um you know like because like I was saying you know I was a kind of new guy on the block a few years ago and everyone's just like bass music <laughs> what the hell and so you know i would be playing festivals and slowly my dance floor would get bigger and bigger but um you know it took a while and even like Sprout for example a few months ago I was closing um one of the nights and so the dance floor was heaving and I got on and started playing dubstep you know after some trance and yeah. i was almost getting booed you know but i was just kind of like giggling i was just kind of like i'll get you you know don't worry man i'll, <laughs> I'll get you and like this guy was just like get off to like this is gammon or whatever i was like giggling i'm like oh bro like you know just not taking it personal because he's probably never heard this music yeah and then um then sure enough he's just losing his mind you know and it's like yes cool gotcha <laughs> like so there's there is this kind of like game going on for sure, man. But um but yeah, it's just yeah, inviting those people out there to come and, you know, get down. But
0: So what do you think's going on for a guy like that in that time? Like do you think that he's just had four hours of dancing to four four music mm. and like we we were saying before, like he he's Got himself into a particular frequency of vibration, yeah. Yeah. and you come along and play some beats that are mm. m- not just carrying on that 4 4. Yeah, so yeah. it breaks up that experience. Absolutely. It actually takes him out of that mm-hmm. frequency. Mm-hmm. And so in that moment, yeah. like he's being, his trip that he's on, yeah, his little yeah. journey that he's having yeah, is yeah. sort of being disturbed. Absolutely. Is that what you think's going on? Totally. Yeah. Totally,
1: man. And like, oh, what is this foreign noise I'm hearing? Yeah, you know? And yeah and just yeah just kind of having probably discovered that music in his time or whatever but um but man it happens quite a bit hey you know like Mm. you know and then drunk people come up and like yeah you know just say inappropriate things and but it just it comes to the turf so to speak man it's kind of what i expect but um but anyways man it it rarely happens i mean it does it kind of gives me a bit of a challenge and kind of like it so um yeah I'd never take it personal man so, yeah uh, yeah and i'm
0: interested too in, in you said like that with this particular experience that you're sharing with us this guy that was heckling you after a while he he lost his mind
1: yeah yeah yeah. so this yeah, this that was such a great feeling
0: this yeah. this, this i'm really interested in about, like you know. I, I, I would really like to kind of get a, a your interpretation of what this means to lose your mind like, yeah, yeah isn't losing your mind a bad
1: thing awesome <laughs> yeah yeah well yeah yeah it can either way go you know but, um so
0: what do you mean when, I, you, when you use that sort of description
1: just having just rocking out man just like just stomping smiling ear to ear and just yeah. you know just mind blown in the like a good way you know yeah
0: so it's a good it's a good way so yeah W- would I be correct in interpreting when you use that sort of description mm. you're you're in a way you're describing how the the almost the ego mm. is all of a sudden checked at the door, yeah, like he's no longer heckling, he's yeah, no longer yeah. being a dick.
1: yeah, yeah, he's yeah. just he's let
0: go, yeah, and he's letting the music, yeah yeah, th- pulse through his body and just moving to the music organically. Yeah. There's not a lot of thought into what's going on. And yeah. that's where the analogy comes in that he in, – in that moment, he's mm. not – he doesn't really have yeah. mind. Yeah, <laughs> it's, yeah, he's yeah. Lo-
1: he's, it's gone. Yeah, it's gone. Yeah. yeah. And, Which,
0: um, when you're a dick,
1: is yeah. a good thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> when exactly. you're the sort of
0: person that would heckle a DJ, <laughs> you need to yeah. throw out, <laughs> throw out the, the
1: crap that's not yeah. working very well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And
0: reprogram yourself to be a nicer person. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Fantastic. I just yeah. wanted to clarify. No, no.
1: Th- thanks, man. I'm glad you did. Clarify that. <laughs> Do yeah. we, we want to fix that microphone again? Ah, uh, yes, please. It's just drooping a little, <laughs> but, uh, one, one day I'll get some new stands, and, and yeah, it won't be so. No, no. It's it's. To, to doing that. I'm just gonna fuck it
0: Sorry, ladies and gentlemen. We're just doing some uh, some technical. Uh, no, no. Changes. We but as I said <laughs> like you can if you can spin this. You spin this like you, like. you can go oh yeah more there more down more there okay so what we'll do is bring this whole stand oh yeah up like that
1: beautiful
0: so if it does happen to gradually go down yeah just spin it like that yeah yeah so it goes
1: up great thanks man oh that's funny
0: <clears throat> all right cool
1: yeah thanks man Ah God, just can't get enough of this view, bro. Like it's pretty when special, can I move eh? in? No, no. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's pretty epic.
0: If you uh if you make an offer uh, yeah. <laughs> I'll
1: consider it. Yeah, cool. Um, a wonderful spot. Well
0: thank yeah, thank you, man, for for talking about that. Because mm. you know, as somebody who's done a lot of DJing myself. Yes. Which I don't really do much of anymore, mm-hmm. I find it I mean, I'm a very analytical person and I love Critically analyzing things, but I've found it very rare that I can critically analyze DJing with another DJ. Mm. Most of it seems to be fairly intuitive for a lot of dJs yeah so yeah. it's just like oh, I don't know, I just do what I do you know just yeah. get out and play some tunes and if everyone's dancing then it's great yeah 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 but but things like transitioning mm. from yeah. a DJ who's just been playing four four trans mm. into broken beat bass music Mm -hmm. isn't quite that simple. You can't just get on and do it and have the whole dance floor all of a sudden dancing. Yeah, yeah. So it's like I'm fascinated by, Mm. you know, what the the dynamics are behind Mm. that. Mm. Um, I I used to do gigs, man, where, for example, I I did a, a night at university that I studied at where I'd bring my PA down every Thursday night to the bar Mm. and we'd start off by having patrons who had just finished all their classes for the day and they were coming down and having beers. Yeah. So if I had have got on and played some sort of electronica there, guaranteed I'd be heckled.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Because they were beer-drinking Aussies, most of these people. Yeah, yeah. So I'd start off by playing... you know, Bohemian Rhapsody, yeah, yeah, yeah. And <laughs> all the, your, your classic pub, sure. pub stuff. And, sure, yeah, yeah. and I, would, I would be the selector for the entire evening. Yeah. So I would look after five hours worth yeah. of, of of experience yeah, for people. Yeah. So I would take it from pub rock right through into, you know, a little bit more sort of housey maybe, yeah, a bit cool. of hip hop stuff Sweet. and end up by Midnight, yeah, yeah. Bang and Trance. Yeah, cool. So Sick. I've, and I even used to trial, you know, throwing in some genres that I wasn't really personally mm-hmm. into. Mm-hmm. I used to throw in some, some drum and bass, but yeah, right. I used to have some go-to stuff. So, yeah. you know, I'd put on Pendulum and there's my yeah. drum and bass. Yeah, know? yeah, yeah, like, yeah sure. I dig that, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, like I wasn't that, that, Knowledgeable about break, yeah. break beats and stuff like that, but I knew I loved plump DJs, you mm, know. So I I chuck that on, and yeah, it would always get the the results that I wanted. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it took me a long time to to design a set like that. Mm. And, and then I used to also do DJ at weddings, man. Yeah, and right. Like, wedding DJ. Wow. Oh man, <laughs> that what was a that? fascinating
1: yeah. experience.
0: Yeah, cool. You know, from going to, literally, I used to do the march down the aisle tunes. Yeah, right. Yeah, to like, okay, they're now man and wife. Everybody's standing around mingling while they take photos and sign the paperwork and all that. And so I'd have another... Genre of music that I'd use for that. Yeah, yeah. And then it would go into everybody, it's time for the reception. Like everybody, yeah, so let's yeah. start. Everyone's starting to get, get a little bit plastered. <laughs> They're starting to, you few people are wobbling a little bit yeah, into yeah. it's dinner time. Yeah. And then facilitate all the speeches and yeah, everything wow. like that. Into right, everyone's sick of the speeches now. We've had food, we're up to our sixth or seventh beer or wine yeah. now. That's dance, and then I'd have to start doing, you know, yeah. Nutbush City Limits, the chicken dance, <laughs> Time Warp, Grease Mega Mix. Yeah, cool. It was oh, a man. fascinating yeah. <laughs> experience. Fascinating, sounds a like heaps of fun. My goal would literally always be to see how the dynamics of the whole thing played out to the point where if I had enough people on the floor and I could play a trance track, like yeah, that, was, yeah, that would yeah. be my goal. It <laughs> would be, can I get these guys really deep into yeah, this yeah, music yeah, yeah, to the point where I can put on some, some trance or oh, some man. really good electronica. And <laughs> guaranteed it would always, always happen. Yeah. But what would happen would be that there would be a few key people that were – Fairly intoxicated, that would just love it, mm. and then there'd be, you know, Aunt Beryl or someone yeah, on the yeah, side yeah. just going like, "This music's rubbish," yeah, you know? yeah, and then yeah. they'd come up and and you know say, "You know, can't you play, you know, yeah. Enya or something?" Yeah. <laughs> like? and, oh wow, what? Yeah, yeah. It was yeah. so fascinating. Cool for a psychologist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I can say that that is why I, I was DJing for the psychology of uh, it. that was what drove me to uh-huh. do it yeah, night cool. after night. And I also did a, a residency once at a place called two tone tapas bar that used to be okay. across the road from the library in, in Cairns and, and uh, They were a tapas bar. Oh. So they, they served, they, it was a restaurant, yeah, yeah, but yeah. a bar as well. So uh-huh. I used to start off playing lounge music for, yeah. for diners, eating dinner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then as the evening would progress, people would start drinking more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same deal. By yeah. midnight, we had to shut off. Yeah. And my goal would be just to be playing full back yeah, trance yeah, by sick. midnight. But it was, a, it was a tapas restaurant. But cool, cool. Really, really fun
1: stuff yeah, for yeah, a,
0: yeah. a psychologist. Right? Yeah,
1: man. <laughs> Quite funny you say that actually last weekend um i was playing at the kez bar which is um yeah a nightclub in the city and um it was the 80s night but um my mm-hmm. buddy it was like his adventure tour company like breakup party oh, yeah, so yeah. he kind of hired the venue which was interesting and so um and they don't he have... he set the theme or did the bar have 80s oh, yeah, night on? No, the bar, that's their, like, Saturday night thing, which is kind of right. hard to believe. Every Saturday night, they have 80s. Well, or maybe it's not every Saturday, but it's maybe a monthly thing anyways. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it was, it was funny because walking to this place and my, my mate's like, oh, well, Lockie, he can play some tunes. You know, you might have heard of him. And they're like, oh, okay, whatever. And, and it was just a laptop playing, like, Come On Eileen and Prince and whatever. And yeah. it was like, so this is it for... Till 4 a.m. or whatever, okay. And that was what was playing, yeah, yeah. And um, and obviously, some like older kind of dudes cruising around, like waiting for that Jimmy Barnes and whatnot. And, <laughs> and um, obviously, and the same sort of thing, man, because like I was in a, this, yeah, like okay, like gotta get these guys into it. So you know, hip hop and slowly weaving my way into at the end, like I just want to play drum and bass bangers. And I mean, maybe the elderly people left by them but yeah, the place was popping, and it was like, yes, yeah, like got him. it's really know. fun isn't it yeah yeah <laughs> it ended up going for like seven hours man it was like wow yeah, but, but it was fun I, I was just kind of so into it and like exhausted but like oh, i just yeah yeah so had you
0: done that before Had you
1: transitioned from something like that yeah. into electronica previously oh for sure yeah, yeah 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 for sure but that was definitely like a yeah closest thing to a wedding that i can think of you yeah. know like 80s music and you know getting the occasional request but that. when you have to do it
0: yeah it, it's fascinating isn't it yeah. to see the changes occur and to see yeah. how people respond to the different styles for of music sure. for sure yeah you know,
1: there was these dudes that were there like waiting all night for the 80s stuff they were, they were there super early mm-hmm. and um i got on and started playing some glitch hop or something i can't remember. And they're like, What is this shit, man? Like what? and I'm like, Oh dude This is an eighties? Yeah, yeah, this is an eighties. I don't remember hearing this in the eighties yeah. <laughs> And I was like, dude, sorry man, I am playing tonight, I don't know it's Where's the thing. Fonzie? Yeah, yeah <laughs> And um anyway they so they'll give me stick for a little bit, but then, yeah, then they're just ripping it up on the floor like within a couple of hours, just yeah, and fist bumping me and just yeah. I was like, Cool, like good on you guys. Like, yeah. Anyways, it was quite funny.
0: I yeah. find it fascinating, man, this, this effect where like when everybody – like in a, in a sort of event like that mm. where it's more people are invited to come together to gather, to celebrate for mm. some reason and that's the primary reason mm-hmm. as opposed to the primary reason is this amazing artist is coming up and let's all go together yeah. to see this artist. Yeah. When you're in an environment like, like that, you've, you've got the dynamics of the um, of the, the, the people that are there, so mm. yeah, you've got a couple of guys who came together, and you've got another crew over here. they all came together. Yeah. and then when all those different groups of people come together yeah. at the gathering, then they've got to interact, yeah, so yeah. theres you know there's some stuff there. so it takes a little bit of time for mm. people to kind of. Mm. Loosen up a little bit. Yeah, yeah and Alcohol sure. plays a big part mm-hmm. in, in in that, and yeah, yeah. people start loosening up. Yeah. And what this effect is that I find fascinating is that once all those tensions of all those those interactions mm. having to happen and people mm-hmm. breaking the ice when they've never met before and yeah, that sort yeah. of stuff, once that all kind of wears off, mm. and everyone's feeling good, and you're a good DJ and you're reading the room and yeah. you're slowly sort of. T- progressing the tracks and yeah, you're yeah. starting to get f- – and all of a sudden you're playing really good stuff. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And you look out and everyone's there like yeah. having a great time. Yeah. Then the people who are there for, you know, for other reasons, mm. for the celebration or whatever, but yeah. find themselves on the dance floor yeah. having this amazing time. Yeah, yeah. All of a sudden go – God, I'm having an amazing time. Jeez, I should really go to the DJ and ask for my favorite song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you know
1: uh, Missy Higgins
0: or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. And in the middle of some like banging yeah, yeah, like yeah. electronica track. Yeah, yeah. You know, they want Who Lets the Dogs Out yeah, or yeah, something yeah. like that. <laughs> and you try and explain to them like, I've actually Put a lot of effort into yeah, yeah. raising the vibration of this room yeah, so that you're having a good time. Yeah, yeah. If I put on your request, yeah, know that it'll kill the vibe in yeah, this room. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's it. <laughs> Such a weird effect. Yeah, yeah. Totally. You know what I'm talking about. So yeah, it's like man. When you've done the work mm. to get them to feel
1: so yeah, good yeah, yeah. that they
0: want to hear their favourite song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's such a funny
1: effect oh man. man it'll never change either no you know i mean
0: it, it, it's fantastic i i i see it as a bit of an honor you know that somebody who before was in the corner being really quiet you know and and now on the dance floor you know mm. pumping away having a great yeah. time is having such a great time yeah. that now they want to hear their favorite song yeah 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 that's it but
1: what do you do in those sort of moments, man, when that occurs to you? What, what do you do? Well, it happened a couple of times last weekend and, um, you know, some dudes like, hey, yeah, bro, like, where's some Billy Idol? Account? And, yeah, it was just kind of like, well, actually, I was, uh, maybe I was a bit staunch with one person. I was just like, sorry, man, no requests and just kind of, <laughs> like, but, you know, as the night kind of progressed and everything kind of, I was like, okay, I've got the place going how I like. And, yeah, it was just like, oh, you know, actually one girl in Spanish, she was like, Said something like, Puedo tener una de... I can't remember what she was saying. And I was like, I know a bit of Spanish, but I was like, care? Like, what? And and <laughs> and um and she was like, "Ah, oh, this song, you know, like, and I don't have it. And she's like, can you get it? And like, got her phone out of my, no, honey. You don't get this. Like, That's
0: the worst man.
1: Yeah, man. And you just got to oh. kind of be a bit cold. You're just like, sorry, like, this isn't happening. Enjoy yourself. Like, I've got work to do. And, yeah, so I don't so know. So you take that line. You got to do it because oh, I mean, sometimes then, I, then they invite their mates, and then it becomes like this kind of crew behind the de- and It's just yeah, oh God, like, yeah. Out I of feel yeah, that's yeah, definitely yeah. what
0: happens. Yeah, I'll never yeah. forget. Yeah, when there was this, there was this time when I, when I was. Really at the peak of my DJing, Mm. you know, I was using CDs, man. Yeah. CDJs were the thing, and yeah, yeah. um, It was really easy to Mm. like thwart a request because, like, I don't have that on CD. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'll never forget, man. And it was actually who let the dogs out? I was at this party, (laughs) and I had a crate full of amazing CDs, but it was just, it was at that. Phase where you know, everyone started having smartphones. Yeah, you know, I like, had right. access to stuff. Yeah, yeah, I said, you know, man, I haven't got who that lets the dogs out on the CD. You know, <laughs> and uh, he comes back five minutes later with it on his phone, going, "It's all right, it's okay, I've got it here." Oh like, oh, I'm no. like Shit! <laughs> <man."> <laughs> and at that stage, like. I don't have it on CD was my go-to to to try and manage that sort of situation. Mm. But I got totally caught out and it was that moment where I was like, well – how can i say no yeah, now? What yeah, do I do? yeah yeah and yeah i let him put it on and it killed the vibe and, yeah yeah <laughs> and i got to say bzz, 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 yes yeah, yeah. okay and then i just take the challenge of okay i've got to rebuild the vibe Yeah, yeah, yeah. but oh it's oh, a fascinating
1: dude. effect yeah yeah <laughs> it's
0: amazing. really it's really fascinating yeah, but yeah, yeah i i'm a bit of a sucker with that sort of stuff and tend to mm. just remember to twist it and yeah point it point it back up yeah. yeah um yeah i'm a bit of a sucker and i'll try and fill requests mm. if I can or have oh, you ever have yeah. you ever done the try to fill the request and remixing it? You ever uh, tried to ooh, do that?
1: Yeah, actually um yeah. Yeah, I guess so, man. But it it rarely happens, you know, like it and if it's a request that I other than the eighties stuff I don't get too many of them, man. You know, like yeah. I'm not not in that environment too often. It's not yeah. at a festival or yeah, yeah, or a yeah, house yeah. party or something where it's my mates and like, can you play? It? I love that tune. And it's like, yeah, okay, Spoonbill, cool. You know, or what, it's something that it, more affiliated with. But um,
0: oh, okay, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. But in like yeah. when it's everyone is a stranger and they're here for eighties music. Yeah, yeah, and um,
0: do you, so? have you ever had a go at that? You, someone comes up and goes, you know, can you play? buddy, um, TLC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) That's the first thing that came to my mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and you've worked hard and you've got a good vibe going on and it's like, well, if I just go straight into Don't Go Chasing Waterfalls, this is going to kill the vibe. So instead, I'm going to select a – Beat that's going to keep this vibe going, mm. and then I'm going to sample yeah. TLC, and I'm going to drop those samples in, so yeah, they yeah. get a little bit of what they
1: want, yeah. but I don't kill the vibe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You tried that stuff? Um, I uh, for sure mashups. I kind of love doing that in my sets, but yeah. with requests, um, I don't know. If there's actually been too many requests. Like, yeah, you know, like did mashups like Sledgehammer and Tears of Fears, and through a couple of '80s little cameos last weekend, but. They weren't exactly requests, but um,
0: yeah. But that's the way to go, bro. Like, oh, man, if you're if you're at an '80s fun. where people are expecting '80s, yeah, yeah. you could easily like serve the dance floor really well just yeah. by dropping in samples. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Like,
1: there's the '80s for you. Yeah, right yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Like, yeah, yeah. Some Super Mario, like, yeah,
1: cool, like. <laughs> totally. <laughs> so you
0: do you do like doing that sort oh, of I, stuff. I love
1: it. It's yeah. actually probably my favorite. Or yeah, it's it's up there, man. Like just. Be like throwing in cutting edge, like dope stuff, fresh stuff, and then yeah, just a random like, what the hell is that? Yeah, like, yeah,
0: yeah. Lucky, can can you can you run us through your process, like how you do that? How you, how do you do these mashups? Um, well, like literally in a in a like a practical kind of step by step guide. <laughs> like yeah, if you were yeah. teaching someone how to DJ. Yeah, yeah. Like how do how do you go about this process?
1: Well, it I mean, it just depends on what you're using, man. Like if it's CDJs, you know, it's just kind of knowing your BPMs and or, you know, it's far simpler these days with the controller, which I use a lot these days. I sold my CDJs years ago and yeah. just kind of converted like a lot of others, which is, yeah, some people don't agree with it. but yeah. So you've got
0: a MIDI controller yeah. that controls all the sound that's coming out of the, the, the desk. Yes. And it's plugged into your computer, so you've got, access to all the music you have on your computer exactly that's that's the benefit of
1: it absolutely and especially for on the fly sets or it's just wonderful to kind of weave you know wherever you want to go you know rather than just having your cd or usb with those selected tunes or or records for that matter you know but um yeah so anyway in a mashup (laughs) yeah i guess it's just kind of knowing what tune or what scenario you might be in like again on the 80s thing like oh yeah you know Peter Gabriel would be cool, but... Yep. Um, and so how would
0: it work for you? So you, would you have one track that you've selected which essentially is in the genre of the vibration that's mm. being created at that time? So you, you choose one
1: track yeah,
0: that's sort of bass music style yeah. for you, for uh-huh. your style. Yep. And then you would get Peter Gabriel and <laughs> you'd get that file yeah. queued up as well. Yes, and. Yeah. What do you do? Do you, do you just play that file through and turn the volume up and then down again at different times? Do you turn the like EQ it so the bass is right out?
1: Yeah, yeah. Obviously,
0: it's different. Yeah, sure. But hopefully you've got some sort of staple techniques that you could share with us, like what you do.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, like you say, the EQs, you know, just drop the bass when it's the drop. Like if it's a glitch hop tune on Peter Gabriel, which would be like at 105 BPM or something like that. Um, and I mean, like if, yeah, maybe you just get rid of it, remove the acapella and then you could just use that for sampling, you know, just get cues of like, you know, and then, you know, mince that back in. But, um, but I, I,
0: so you, you've got the facility on the controller that you're using to listen in your headphones. Yes. To Peter Gabriel, while you got your banging bass track (laughs) is playing out through the speakers, yeah, yeah, and you're listening to Peter Gabriel, you find the chorus where it's yeah, yeah, and you're sampling that through your controller, yeah, and then you've got that, you've got access to that Mm -hmm. sample Mm -hmm. at the click of a button, yeah, and you can push that button whenever you want, yeah, and so essentially then you've got your bass track that's playing. And whenever you feel that mm. it would be improved with a yeah. little sledgehammer, yeah, yeah, yeah. you can
1: just push the button yeah, yeah. at will when you want, yep. but you're choosing. Yeah. And chop it up and, you know, do whatever effects and,
0: yeah. So you've got your sample of of Peter Gabriel and then you've got effects that are available through... The computer program that you're using, yeah. controlled by your controller, Yes. and then you can affect that sample yeah. in multiple different, infinite ways.
1: Yeah, yeah. And absolutely. so
0: you're getting the same sample, and people hear it, and it's yeah. the frequency of Peter Gabriel, yeah, yeah, and yeah. they like ad- they can identify with it, and it's familiar mm. to them. But wait, it's new as well.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. fresh. <laughs> it's chopped up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or it's got it's some chorus on, it, on, it, on it, it or some yeah. flange. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it, man. But to be honest, like, um, I don't get too, like, effecty and stuff, you know, if I'm yeah. messing around. But in serious sets, not really. Like, um, that's, the track's kind of engineered to sound like that. And yeah. that's the way it should be played. Like, yeah, I get a bit, like, grossed out. Some DJs are just like, you know, wahs you know, and echoes. And it just, yeah, it just kind of loses the, yeah, just that real sound it's supposed to be. Particularly
0: if you know the track, yeah. it can be really frustrating, yeah. can't it, if you, yeah. you know how the track goes and you, you're having yeah. a dance to it because you love the track and it's making you groove, it's making exactly. you move, and then the DJ suddenly just butchers it. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: that's it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So, um, yeah, here and there, man, but generally I just like try to mix as tight as I can and yeah, and then just surprise people with an element of the cameo sample from the 80s or whatever it might be, man, so... Um, and I mean, tonight I've got a few little random things I'm chucking into the set, like some Steve Miller Band, and you know, so it's going to be weird.
0: And you'll you'll do it in a very similar way that we've just discussed. So you've got you've got your bass tracks that will kind of be guiding yeah. the hot the set,
1: but you've yeah. got some little yeah, well, actually vibes that you want to just yeah, just yeah sprinkle into it, yeah. And not, always, yeah, not only like beat matching, um, just that kind of hovering into each other, you know, just knowing these tracks so well, whatever two you want to blend together. Yeah. And just knowing if it's like, you know, end of a synthy solo and Steve Miller band and just like glide into this synthy kind of kaleidoscopic little piano. And then it'll, then it's the start of this new track and it just kind of merges together like yeah so it doesn't necessarily have to be a beat match either so right yeah anyway well
0: i mean quite typically it's for sure you know mixing intros into outros of Mm. of tracks is it's a a go-to way of being able to blend tracks as long as you got the key yeah so that it's Mm. somewhat harmonic and it's not completely dissonant yeah yeah exactly generally it works fairly well yeah 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 that's true.
1: do you play any instruments man uh, I used to play drums in school and didgeridoo and um, and actually sing um, in early high school, you know, dicking around. But I used to sing some metal covers and yeah, this yeah. mates' little garage band. But um, but no, that was it, man. Really, like um, unfortunate. Yeah, I just got into mixing and collecting records at quite a young age. And yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's. It's Something I've, I'd love to get into. I just got a yeah. new dig recently, so um, oh yeah, yeah, and cool. I, just, I don't it, think
0: I've ever heard you play DJing,
1: yeah. Well, I can't say I'm very good, but uh, yeah, I just love that deep, bloody low frequency, man, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's something right. I've told myself i got to get back into.
0: Well, thank you for discussing DJing with me, man, because oh, thank you, man, yeah, I. I Obviously, yeah, I'm a, I'm a critical analyzer. You know, yeah. I like to I like to break things down, um, mm-hmm. particularly in terms of what's going on psychologically. And yeah, I just find it I, I've brought up dy- like dynamics of DJing with people before, and it's just really hard to have that conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of DJs seem to just go, I oh, just do whatever.
1: Yeah, you yeah. I just
0: go with my gut,
1: and that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, yeah. I'm sure you do, but yeah. I'm sure there's
0: also some things mm. that you're you've been practicing for a reason. Mm-hmm. Like there's some techniques yeah, I'd yeah. love to know what you do here. Yeah. And, what you, and it's the same with production too. Mm-hmm. I, I find that you know you can you can watch a million YouTube videos and you yeah. can learn how to drive Ableton or yeah. Fruity Loops or Logic or whatever you're using, whatever yeah, door yeah. you're using. Um, to the point where you can you can generally make some sounds mm-hmm. and stuff out of it. But it's not until you really sit down with somebody mm-hmm. and talk about production techniques mm-hmm. that you start realising, oh, well, like, yeah, this is how, you know, Jagen yeah. gets this sound yeah, to right. sound like Macabre. Or, you know, uh-huh. this is how Rhinosaurus like, yeah, gets yeah, this yeah. thing going. It's a very... Yeah. Personal technique that that they're using, and unless you kind of sit down and talk to them about it, you're not. It's going to be very unlikely that you'll stumble across it by accident. Yeah, when when you're trying to produce,
1: that's it, man.
0: So I think, yeah, talking talking about stuff like this actually makes music better.
1: It makes it grow. Oh, for sure, man, for sure. So um, you got a little bit more time? I I do. Yeah, no, no, it's fine, man. I've got yeah half an hour. Fantastic, yeah, bro. Because
0: um. Yeah, I'd love to talk to you now about the festival. Mm-hmm. So, how did, how did Coalescence come about, man?
1: Um, quite ironically, through Psytrance, I suppose, man. <laughs> Good old <Psytrance. laughs> yeah. Um, No, Aaron, or Will, as he goes under now, um, we connected about three years ago through his partner, um, who I went to school with, Tennille. Mm-hmm. anyways um who, who i i hope will actually be on the show sometime soon will yeah he'd love to man i yeah. was actually chatting to him about it. he'd absolutely yeah yeah he's
0: um, already he's he's contacted me and we're just sorting out some oh, dates so oh
1: great so, yeah. yeah he's a such a fascinating guy he hyper is, yeah. intelligent man yeah. amazing guy um yeah so we just met three years ago and um and again that goes back to when i was a kind of new kid on the block and um i played a gig or two and he just kind of approached me. He's said, like, hey, man, you want to start doing, you know, club nights together? And I was doing the odd one myself. And it's like, yeah, sure. And then we did a couple of cool gigs together, mainly on like a dance hall dub focus, something a little different, right. which is kind of the tip that Will's on now, like, you know, riding trap and dance hall himself. Is he really? Yeah, yeah man. And back on to prog as well, which I'm sure he'll talk about. Mm-hmm. And, um, so, yeah. And then, yeah, just kind of evolved into, hey, like I've got these two artists like Kramer and Heliquist and they're interested to come to Cairns you want to do this gig together I'm like well it's not really my realm of sound but I'll happily you know let's we're a team I suppose let's do it and then so let's do an outdoor thing so yeah okay And like hang on let's incorporate all these environmental things. let's do tree planting let's do solar power and like whoa whoa and then suddenly it's like wow i think this is like a festival now and and then um yeah there was just kind of like brainstorming like what do we call a festival and yeah and coalescer just came like just the kind of uniting of you know the community like unite to together to make something stronger and yeah just like the meaning and um yeah and that was kind of the origins i suppose man and um yeah yeah and it's been going for three years now and yeah been the most rewarding, challenging, but yeah beautiful experiences of my life so far. Um,
0: Can you talk about firstly the rewards what do you what do you get out of it?
1: Just the magic man, just seeing the magic like feeling the love and just hearing just such amazing stories, you know like and still hearing more and more like weekly about this year's event, which is really cool so um,
0: after after the event. Done and dastard, hearing stories of people's experience of the event. Yeah. That's what you're referring to?
1: Yeah, yeah. Mainly that, I suppose, man. I mean, of course, as you know, like during the event, it's just running around like a headless chook and, you know, there's moments of like rad times, you know, like, oh, my God, this is the resin dogs.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I, I got to say, bro, that you exemplify, so you're an example of what appears to me mm. from the outside mm. to be the most cool calm and collected festival director oh, really? i've ever known oh, wow thanks man because Jeez, i've had moments with you where you know you got a beer in your hand yeah yeah, yeah. but you're not you know com- you're not committed to like getting completely intoxicated yeah, obviously yeah. But you're enjoying yourself. You're listening to the music and you've you've taken a moment to actually step over to me, give me a hug and start chatting. Like, man, most directors of festivals that I know did not do that. Yeah. (laughs) So (laughs) I don't know whether it's a big ruse. I don't know whether it's just a big fake (laughs) mask (laughs) that you're putting on. But it looks like you, you really do enjoy yourself. Oh, cheers, you man. Oh, no, absolutely, I do, bro. And, 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 and sorry to cut you off, no. but I, I, I think it's very, very important to also say that I think it's super important that you're seen to be enjoying it too. Mm. Like, there is a lot of discussion behind what I'm about to say next, um, particularly on a psychological level, mm. but I really do genuinely believe that the tone of an event is really set by the directors. Absolutely. So if the directors are running around looking completely stressed out, mm. looking like you know, they're not really handling yeah. things and that they're not having a good time yeah. themselves, yeah. tends to make the party go sideways.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I've seen
0: it happen time and time again.
1: Yeah, bro. Yeah. Couldn't agree more, man. So to have even if it's the image that you're mm. relaxed and everything's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think is yeah, it's really praiseworthy, Lockie. Thanks, bro. That means a lot, man. And um, yeah, no, I feel like um I'm good at it. And yeah, even the chaos, like the mad moments, you kind of hit this adrenal gland, and you know, just everything, you kind of like time is running at a different pace, like um, And it's almost like you're not in this dimension, if that makes sense, when it's just all like all action. But um yeah, you kind of you look at like the finer things as well in that chaos that because I can't think of any other moments in life where things are more stressful or uplifting or deflating all in one go, if that makes any sense. It's just like bam. And um and yeah, you just really take notice. It's like being a child again or something. You're just like, ah. this little butterfly wow oh my god and then yeah it's it's a really really hard feeling to describe but um i really like that and like that's what will and i really we discuss like even though we kind of like ah do this and like we're blah blah is you know it happens but um yeah you do do have different
0: styles you you like because will will is running around yeah putting out fires doing lots of yeah. damage control stuff that's what it seems from yeah. an outsider's perspective yeah 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 i, I look at you and you're, you're there chilled out having a dream yeah, talking yeah. to people
1: yeah um, but um, when i
0: see him he's really busy and he doesn't yeah. give me the same vibe that mm. i can stop and really have a chat mm. to him for five minutes because mm. he's on a mission doing something
1: yeah yeah so you have you both have different styles yeah and managing different sort of departments if you will like um so yeah will was flat out like yeah v- virtually the the entire festival i didn't really see him crack a smile he was just like well, well. um yeah it's just the way it goes you know i just yeah had my kind of division or whatever and got the things done that needed to be done and got a beer in when i could i suppose um yeah because like uh, its appearances are, are important as well you know like like you're saying i think the promoters have got to be there and you know show face and show that they're having a good time and that they've done their job and, yeah uh, i mean i, th- I think at
0: a real analytical level, the organisation of the festival really, it happens before, really. Yeah. yeah. And even though we, uh-huh. anyone who's ever done an event knows that when the punters start arriving yeah. is when all the elements of randomness start coming yeah, in, yeah, yeah. which is really what has to be dealt with yeah. in the moment yeah, at, yeah. at the time. Uh-huh. But um, exactly. I, I've... Analyse this and and sort of feel that there's a degree of comfort for the punters Mm. when they know that all the organisation's been put in place beforehand and it's so effective Mm. that, oh, look – the the event director is even having a good time because mm. they've got everything already organized yeah, and sorted yeah, yeah. and even to the degree where the elements of randomness can mm. sort of be managed, mm. whether it be by security or whatever, mm. but the organizers of this event are yeah. so good yeah. that they've organized all that beforehand Yeah. and so they're having a good time that means that I can let loose too and I yeah. can have a really good time because yeah. the promoter's have. to... Yeah, yeah. That's, that to me is what the psychology... Yep. ...that's going on in the background of it yeah, all.
1: Yeah, totally, man. But Yeah, that's a great observation. Um, but, yeah. this, but this after... The after stuff,
0: I'm really interested in. So you're getting yeah. people coming to you, telling you experiences that they've had. Yeah. What sort of feedback and experiences are you you're hearing about? What's...
1: Oh, you're just connecting with other people and... You know, just, yeah, like little walks in the forest and, you know, like seeing a cassowary, for example, which was sticking its head around that whole like week of, you know, pack down and everything. Um, so that was really cool. I think that really enhanced the experience for a lot of people was that real tune into nature. Like last year we had the mm. Butterfly Hatchery, which actually a really awesome moment. Where I think it was during your set and Solly's set. There was just butterflies courting like above the st- above the diamond it was just like f- oh, really? yeah man like it was amazing like three like having a threesome <laughs> yeah yeah so that you know those moments are the ones that really matter you know um and this year unfortunately the butterflies there was well there was uh, butterflies in the bush but not the hatchery um yeah the cassowary and my like, people sighted like tree kangaroos and just you know there's millions oh, wow. of frogs and so i think just that real natural aspect really like blew people away but um but yeah, just so so knowing that you're creating
0: something that mm. people are attending, and it's br- they're breaking out of their monotony, mm. and they are experiencing nature enough mm. to run up to you and tell you that they had this experience with nature. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is is really liberating and empowering for you personally?
1: Well, I guess more so. It's a complimentary that the nature. The, you know the biodiversity of that landscape is enjoying it as well you know so like obviously the cassowary is curious and you know i love that tapping into a frequency where the frogs are singing with you know that's really
0: interesting yeah so
1: as opposed to Put on this big festival mm.
0: and it's disturbed all the native yeah. wildlife and that yeah. around it. Yeah, these
1: creatures are obviously not disturbed, they're no, actually coming they're, they're in. They're coming in, yeah, they're, yeah. they're interested yeah, in what, yeah. what are these weird humans doing. Yeah, so, yeah, that's it, man. Wow, that's, well,
0: yeah, that's really fascinating.
1: We didn't do it this year, unfortunately, but um, last year and the year before, we did our wildlife surveys. So, we had um, got a good friend who's a ranger at the Wit Sundays, so he had a, he set up a few camera traps. Within 100 meters of the main stage, of the first two years, like it tucked away in the bush, and these things would just take photos of anything that like moved over that. Oh, how many days was it? It might have been like that week period of the festival and before and after, you know, so that mm-hmm. week kind of nebula. And yeah, it was interesting, just kind of like what animals you would see in the you know in the night and wow, and where would they you know eventually and during the festival? Just like show that there was obviously none around so like a lot of the wallabies and pigs and that's mainly the data we got Mm -hmm. they would all bounce they Mm -hmm. were gone but um unfortunately it would have been great to do that experiment this year but um Mm -hmm. but it was nice kind of like obviously there must be disruption with bird life insects and thousands of different species but um but you know having that i thought was really cool like wow like you connected with an animal at the you know awesome um, so that's, yeah, that's an example that really like I find unique and mm-hmm. quite empowering and, yeah, just complimentary. I think it's great. Yeah, that's that's a really, really interesting thought. Mm. I, I have to put
0: into the, this as well that I, I believe that one of the reasons that you're getting those kinds of, of results uh, is definitely attributable to the fact that you turn the sound system off. Yeah. I really believe that's such an important feature mm. of, of your event. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and me personally, I, yeah. I really only attend events now where yeah. the sound is
1: off and people can actually get proper rest. That for sure, man. And it's good to hear people are kind of, yeah, waking up to that with no pun intended. But um, <laughs> yeah, because I mean, Earth Freak was a kind of ambassador of this and the yeah. big scale festivals and yeah. they didn't really have a choice with the um you know the neighbors that threatened to shut down that enterprise but um i think it's worked out for the best like a blessing in disguise and i couldn't agree more man like we had no choice to do it ourselves and i think it's cool man like everyone's dancing together
0: so when you say you, you had
1: no choice what was their sound restrictions just for the because council because of the venue you- council permit i right. mean yeah if you went over it'd be police and a shutdown etc um, yeah so, yeah, and I like that. It keeps pe- – it's a healthy educational I, event, man. And
0: I think know, it's really important for health. Yeah, yeah. For mental health mental, particularly.
1: For sure. Oh, man. You know, there's – yeah, there's other events which you have a blast and they go on for five days or whatever nonstop and everyone's just creatures by the end, man. And oh, just yeah. that – oh, the damage you're doing like – Yeah. Yeah, sleep deprivation is like brutal and everything else. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, um, I, I
0: and and getting back to something that I said earlier, like the difficulty in reintegrating after an experience mm. like that—five days, no sleep—for sure, it, it it's almost yeah, you know, impossible to For reintegrate. I sure. mean, um, well, it's not impossible, mm. but yeah, I'm sure that mm. uh, there's a lot of people that have mental health issues as a product of this these Absolutely. kind of events. Absolutely. And really. and these are the kind of events that did used to occur. Mm. Like you know ten years ago this this was what the aim was to see how long you could go for yeah 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 yeah, and i I certainly have personally had my own experiences with my own mental health issues mm. as a product of this mm, for sure so which is why i'm a big advocate of mm. trying to design events mm. so that we 're maximizing the, the, the opportunity yeah. to come together and gather yeah, yeah. and not having the the benefits of coming together and ga- and gathering being jeopardized by you know mental health challenges yeah you know
1: it's a really important one yeah for sure you know, man you want to
0: be promoting uh-huh. mental health
1: exactly yeah, not yeah.
0: making mental health issues yeah that's
1: uh, right yeah prominent. couldn't agree more man and just that intention is this a far more cleaner respectful event and you know people can take away like walk away and like oh i didn't do it for five days but i had an amazing time and mm. i'm going to work today feeling great yeah. you know and, and so, like, hopefully they can echo into the future. Well, not only with Coalescence, but I'd like to see other events take that on board, man. Well,
0: I, I, yeah, I think it's the model, man.
1: Yeah, yeah, I, I agree, man. Um, yeah, yeah. And all my favorites, like you say, they do the same thing, man. Wide Open Space, Earth Frequency.
0: Yeah, Wide Open Spaces is the same.
1: It, well, it actually, it finishes, I think, music at two or something. Yeah. Um, but, you know, that's forgivable. And it's not yeah. like Dulf at all. It's kind of deep textures and experimental kind of stuff it's at that a, time yeah 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 it's not
0: what, what was coalescence what time did you shut off the sound system
1: uh midnight the it main midnight? stage yeah man yeah. yeah not a wink after we will we'll try it our best yeah but um yeah i mean and we had to like manage noise control levels as well which yeah we still got barked at a bit by a few punters but i mean yeah that's always going to happen
0: in terms of they wanted it louder they wanted it but there. you had yeah. Your, your limits because of your permit
1: yeah yeah you know after 10 p.m you have to gradually drop it down down until there's no decibel reading at the nearest property so um right it's a lot to manage and i mean everyone plays this game and it's just the way it is but yeah but at the end of the day like we're trying not to be a doof if anything go further away from that so um we might lose a few people along the way but i don't know it's the right way forward i think man for um community you know
0: what, what do you feel is the, the real intention that's going on here and, and what, where do you see it sort of going in the future?
1: With coalescence? Yeah, or, or actually I,
0: I, I probably mean less coalescence specifically and more the culture and the mm. community of, mm. of music events and, mm. and gathering.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Where, do you, where do you see it going into the future well, in general?
1: it seems to me, man, the last couple of years are far like more greener, environmentally focused future in events at least and hopefully that inspires others just like our regrowth for example that was like our main like you know all praise to regrow it was like the main inspiration behind coalescence being mm-hmm. a regen event mm-hmm. and then it was quite like simultaneous as soon as coalescence emerged so did grounded which is done by Rupert another interesting cat i'm sure that would love this show um brother oh, Rupert Bean. Faust yeah yeah he's an interesting guy yeah he is yeah. cool cat yeah so um he yeah,
0: R- Rupert if you're listening man like
1: yeah, yeah he I haven't,
0: haven't seen you for many years but bro I'd love to have you on the show yeah
1: yeah yeah he'll come up man yeah he'll love this for you bro <laughs> but um so Beansy Rupert um grounded that germinated virtually like a month before coalescence so I was just kind of coincidental oh wow and then, whereabouts
0: um, does he do Grounded Loggy?
1: He does a different, like all Southeast Queensland, Northern New South Wales, but different site each year. And so my. full permaculture, like reforestation business. Mm-hmm. I, I I'm going to go next year for my first Grounded, but um, mm-hmm. just doing wonderful things and it's all just community. I think generally it's like, not alcohol's not allowed, but you know, like most of the people that go are kind of, it's about health and, you know, having a boogie at the end together. So Okay. Just wonderful concept, you know. A bit more roots than coalescence, maybe. We're a bit more of a ups, you know, full scale festival, whereas his is a bit more of a, yeah, gathering of sorts. And yeah, but it sounds okay. like he's doing wonderful work, man.
0: So, I I know you've already shared that you haven't actually been there currently, but mm. you seem to to know a little bit about the model. Mm. So when you say like health, in in this at this event, this grounded event. Uh, is is there particular elements about the festival that are about health is that what you, um, your your idea of it is
1: yeah yeah well i believe it's um like catering is covered and it's right. all like you know ethically sourced organic foods vegan meals so wow um, yeah and so like- you pay a ticket price and it includes food I believe so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. Well actually Monica, who's like the I think their head chef for that crew, um, she did our crew cooking this year at Coalescence and she was outstanding and um, Right. So um yeah, it'll be bloody nourishing, good tucker. Um wow. so yeah, there's that. And um yeah, and they do obviously the tree planting and various workshops and then Yeah, cool. It's dark, let's have a dance. Um it's yeah, it's a really cool model. I think it's just a two day event. But mm-hmm. So does that
0: mean there's no music going through the day? The the focus is on tree planting and there's no music?
1: Yeah, I think it's quite hands-on. It's not like, you know, like, let's take a walk to the market stalls or whatever. It's just right. kind of like, oh, we're up, let's get a shovel, let's get to work. Yeah, it's more of like an actual, yeah, all action, yeah. Get
0: really, it done. really interesting.
1: Yeah, so Rupert, man, he's a cool dude and doing a wonderful thing. So what what do you feel
0: is the real like intention behind these these kinds of models mm. do you believe that they they are serving primarily as uh, in a gathering point for people to come together to connect do you feel that they're platforms to educate people and teach people how to live better on, on the earth? Yeah, yeah. Or do you, is it more motivated by actually coming together to do the actual tree planting itself? Mm.
1: What What's yeah. your
0: understanding? Like, I mean, I guess you can only speak for, for you, for your event. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. No. But um, I guess, yeah, it'd kind of go for... Everyone, I suppose, just to inspire others to leave an event or you know a community gathering like that like whichever one, and um just have more invigoration to like get your hands dirty, like grow some veggies, plant it you know not necessarily plant a tree, but just be a bit more aware of your surroundings and other people and um so
0: safe to say I'd cover all those three intentions that i just yeah i suggested
1: yeah yeah, yeah, pretty much yeah, yeah. So, um, so, yeah. so,
0: it's, so it's in – the intention is to bring people together to connect. Uh-huh. It is to educate them uh-huh. and it is to literally plant the trees on the site at that time. It's yeah. all three of those things.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. So I guess ultimately that's what it's about and if people can leave with some awareness or mm-hmm. – yeah, that's objective complete. And, but it's funny because um, for a lot of people that aren't tuned in like that, it is the only kind of platform – is a festival where you have the music and those tempting things to lure someone in who maybe may not be so environmentally aware and then it's like oh cool I oh, swear like what's this rad workshop going on cool like build an insect work, or what you know whatever it might be and
0: yeah so so you, so you do you personally do see the music as being the attractor that brings people people, to the location for most people which is where we can then start doing some serious education yeah yeah
1: yeah, exactly so and i guess it's the kind of balance that will and myself have where i manage more the social kind of um logistics and music program that kind of creative director i suppose and will handles more formalities and you know incorporating the environmental sort of side of things it's more will's what he's great at. so yeah, yeah. So we're an awesome team in that regard. So, yeah, yeah. just full trust in knowing that he's going to do that, I'm going to do this. And yeah. So, yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, I, I can say that I, I concur humbly in, in terms of the intention. You know, bring people together uh, always requires some common mutual attractor. Uh-huh. And music is a universal language. So. Yeah, bro. It yep. um, it it's, it seems to be, you know, really um, effective mm-hmm. medium through which you can, you can mm-hmm. bring people together. But yeah, yeah, I've always seen uh, festivals and events uh, primarily as spaces where people can be educated and learn.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: And I found over the years though that um, there's been, well, there seems to be especially a little while ago, it's not so much now, but there seemed to be this kind of typical model where it's like you put on the the biggest, loudest banging music that everyone's going to want to come and see and then you have some market stalls, you know, and then you you talk a little bit about permaculture or something like that. Um, But I really do believe that a lot of people that were putting on events, you know, like 10 years ago, They copied that or used, utilized that model Mm. because it was a successful model that Mm. brought the crowds and, you know, made the event bigger. And then next year they could invite someone bigger, some bigger artist because the vibe of the festival was you should be here because it's really big. Yeah, and often I I would sort of feel that a lot of events would kind of miss the mark, Mm. and they would miss the opportunity to really teach people things that quite frankly like we all need to be considering yeah. and we know what we all need to be learning yeah yeah that's it you know environmental awareness mm-hmm. is one that obviously we need to be aware of the earth and we need to be um, much more responsible mm. for the the stewards that we are mm-hmm and this seems to be quite a prominent theme that has emerged from festivals and events mm. to try and really help educate people. Yeah. Um, I mean, me, myself, you know, I mean, I grew up in a metropolis, in a city, and as much as I thought that I, you know, was aware about environmental issues and all the rest of it, it wasn't until I actually went to the Winter Solstice Festival that used to be on here in, yeah. in Cairns, yeah. and, I, and I met Was, who was the director of yeah, that festival yeah, yeah. who actually taught me what the solstice was and I actually, for the first time, had an, an awareness about the cycles of the cosmos yeah, and yeah, the changes yeah. of the seasons yeah. and it blew my mind enough yeah. to make me go, right, I don't really know nothing about yeah, yeah. the environment and all mm. that. Now that I know these cycles, mm. then I sort of went started going out and really mm-hmm. looking into it. Um, environmental issues and ecological validity and awareness, yeah, and yeah. then I could really start practicing my own mindfulness mm. about the environment.
1: And I learned it from a festival. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But awesome.
0: I, I certainly have seen that there is a big lack uh, of really being able to support people mm. around mental health. Mm-hmm. Mm. And I think that's an, an element that. Has tended to be left out yeah. of this this educational sphere or potential mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In, in in festivals. Yeah, um,
1: yeah, yeah. That's um. Thank you for bringing that up, actually, man. That's um. Yeah.
0: Well, listen, I mean, it's an important one for me because it's uh-huh. the, the the field that I work
1: in. Oh, for sure. And um, yeah. It's you know I don't know what percentage of festival goers have you know like problems at home that you know they can't share or you know like yeah that's a cool actually thank you for that that idea man that's um
0: well you know if if there's there's ever anything that you feel that i can do to Mm. to serve in in this this context yeah you let me know Um, thanks man absolutely i'll share Seeing as how you seem interested i'll share something that that, yes please ah it was just a fascinating experiment and it was actually at the Winter Solstice mm. Festival, uh, the last time that was put one on. Yeah, it was a massive festival, man. Uh-huh. Like, um, it, it was um, 2008, I think. Yeah, 2009, maybe. Yeah, you it might it? have been 09. Yeah, I never went but to one. Yeah, it was. Absolutely. It was back back then. It was yeah. the biggest event, really, yeah. that was being put on up yeah. here, and and um, and it was. In a, the type of event where there was this like amazing guy called Adam Scott Miller, you know, came yeah. from, from America yeah. just for the festival. You know, there yeah, was right. um, there was this dude called Tetrameth that was like <laughs> playing. You know, the, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. you know at the time it was it was massive. Mm-hmm. But um, I went to the event uh, partly because I was you know really um i was just commencing really getting into electronic mm. music and festivals back back then mm. it was sort of kind of the peak for me i wasn't playing i wasn't really djing uh and not at festivals at that stage um so but i wanted to be involved so i got together with a group of people um who was led by someone that i believe that you probably know her name's Diane Lang. Oh, wow! Well. And um, you know, we we knew each other just through parties and through music. And sure. um, at the time, um, D was working for this place. I'm not sure if you know. It's called
1: Youth Link. <laughs> Think I've heard of it, man. Yeah. <laughs> you actually work there, don't you, Lucky? I do. Yeah, cool. we, should, yeah, yeah. we should put that joke into context. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, listens. yeah.
0: So, so yeah, back back at that time, um, D. Uh, put together this idea that at the Winter Solstice Festival, we could have a little stall that was sort of helping support people with mental health. Wow. So she you know, she knew that I'd studied psychology, um, so she asked me to be on the team. Uh, we had a few other people that were in the scene that had sort of social work experience. Yeah, yeah. So she sort of gathered a few people together and we came up with this concept where – We were going to create a wellness tent, so that was what we pitched to the festival directors, and they went fantastic, awesome idea. Mm -hmm. You know, really love to support uh, mental health, uh, particularly at my my event. You know, definitely come along. Yeah. So they were amazing. They provided uh, like a um, pretty sure it was like a maybe a six by three gazebo. Like it was a double double Mm -hmm. space. Mm -hmm. Um. And we brought trestle tables, and we brought lots of pamphlets and stuff like that. But mostly, we had like bean bags around. We had card games and a couple of board games, and mm-hmm. we had water and some mints. And yeah, yeah. the general idea was like, what is very commonly known at really big events now is like your rave safe kind of yeah, yeah. kind of concepts. But yeah. this was before any of those were really sort of popular, yeah, and wow. really really happening. So we created the wellness wellness tent. Cool, and it was really amazing. Like we ended up um, this world famous masseuse, Brendan. I can't remember, but he Mm. he came over. I don't know why he was there, but we ended up having a a masseuse in the wellness tent. Wow! So he would be giving massages away to people, Mm. and so during the day it was kind of interesting. We'd sort of all hang out, and we'd sort of you know give massages and get massages yeah, and yeah. drink lots of water and just, just talk to people. Nice. But then at night time, something really strange happened. Oh. So obviously at night time, you know, especially back then, was the time to, for everybody to take their drugs. Yeah. And so they'd get really off their face mm. and eventually they'd stumble along and they'd see the wellness tent. And I have this very distinct memory, um, which I use to tell this story because it was just textbook um, hits the point. Yeah, a very, very well known music producer now, <laughs> internationally well known. I won't say his name. No, it's fair enough. <laughs> he stumbled along and was really, really out of it. Okay, he. I was standing outside at the time, sort of watching the the mm. proceedings of the evenings. Yeah. The evening. And I watched this now very, very famous international producer <laughs> stumble up. I said hello. And he kind of said hello back. And then he looked up at the sign that said wellness tent. And he looked at it, very literally turned to me and said. I can't go in there and I said how come dude and he goes I'm not very well (laughs) and stumbled off into the darkness oh man (laughs) and I had this moment of like
1: my
0: mind was just blown it was like wow wow and then I thought a little bit about it and in the debrief with the team I was telling the story and a few of the others sort of related to it and went, mm. yeah, I had some really sort of strange experiences like that too. Mm. And it was partly a joke but it was put out on the table in the debrief that next year when we do it, we never got to do it again. But next time when we do it, we should actually have a sign that can change so that at night time the stall is called unwellness tent.
1: Yeah, right. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and we'd, it'd be much more likely that we get the people that really need yeah, support yeah, yeah. going – I'm I'm unwell. Yeah I'm yeah. not doing very well. Yeah, I'm yeah. gonna go and get some support. Yep, yeah, yeah. Whereas the people that really, really were wigging out and needed mm. help looked at the sign and said wellness tent and went, this is not the tent for me. Yeah, I'm yeah, not yeah. well. Like, yeah, not
1: gonna... <laughs> Oh jeez. But
0: it really, really hit home mm. as to how important mental health services are for sure within these type of spaces. Absolutely. Within these environments. And very particularly services that cater more for the actual the frequency mm. and the vibration mm. and the, of, of, of the event itself yeah. and not this imposed, you know, we're the rave safe yeah. funded mob. Here's a pamphlet. Yeah. You know, here's, here's some information about your drug use and, yeah, and all yeah. the rest of it. Yeah. But a more, you know, integrated kind of service. Mm. So, Maybe. yeah, man, I was, I was sitting at Earth Frequency this year where I saw – I bumped into you. You were yeah. there. Yeah, man. And, um, That's great. And I was, I was with um, – I spent a lot of time at Earth Frequency friend, uh, Festival with a, a really dear friend of mine, Levi Clark, who is a genuine pirate and he has the pirate stall at Earth Frequency Festival and, okay. and many other festivals around Australia. Pirate stall,
1: okay. Yeah. So he,
0: he literally creates pirate hats – and he sells like, you know, long pirate trench coats mm. and buckles and all sorts of pirate related yeah, kind, of, yeah. kind of paraphernalia. Yeah. Um, and he has a, a stall at the festival where it's a, it's a gazebo where all his products are underneath the mm. gazebo. But at the front of the gazebo, he's actually built the bow of a boat. So the front the front of a pirate ship mm. is the front of his gazebo yeah, yeah. and it's got you know a f- pirate flag on the top of it it's got like a skeleton <laughs> yeah, that, that yeah. is all dressed up in a pirate hat and we call him Captain Bones and
1: yeah, sweet. so
0: he um, he he really takes on the the personality of a pirate and yeah, really yeah, cool. he's he's always arring everybody that goes past you know <laughs> come on board and have a look at the pirate treasures and <laughs> Amazing dude, you know yeah, a lot yeah. of people know know Levi throughout yeah, the scene. Yeah,
1: okay, cool. Um,
0: but we were sitting there, uh, and and I I, can't, I have been inducted as part of his crew. So,
1: you mm. know,
0: I I don't know if you've ever seen me wear my pirate hat. Like I've oh, got a pirate hat that yes. I wear. Yeah, yeah. The origin of that pirate hat is because it's my crew hat. Yeah, for, right. for Levi. Yeah, for okay. Levi's pirate <laughs> stall. Um, <laughs> yeah, sweet. Which is so much fun, you know, yeah. like when when you travel down to a festival and you've got a central point where you can always get, you know, some, some shade and yeah. some water and some refuge, yeah, and and have
1: a laugh, have man. a laugh,
0: you know, and, and so then, important. and then my job is to wear a pirate hat and, yeah. and walk around the festival going, ah, if you need a pirate hat, you yeah. go and see Levi, Captain Levi at the pirate store, you know, <laughs> and it's a fantastic way to yeah. be able to, to, to have a yeah. bit of laugh with people in the festival. For it's really sure. cool fun. Cool. Um, but anyway,
1: uh,
0: when there isn't customers around, you know, mm. often Levi and I and whoever else is around at the time, we sit around and talk about the universe.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: So we were, we were discussing this and, and um, Levi often also does a tarot service okay. as, as part of what he offers people. Awesome. Uh, and this particular festival this year, he actually asked me to have a go at doing some tarot. Mm. And I'd never done it before. But I'm a psychologist, you know, so mm-hmm. I'm very analytical. So I was like, i watched him do a few and it's like, I think I can do this. Yeah. And so I pulled a few cards and then interpreted what I thought the cards meant. And yeah, yeah, yeah. I did it to Levi and he kind of was like, whoa, man, you're <laughs> a really good tarot reader. Like, <laughs> so that led us to, to talk about... You know, su- supporting people at mm. the festival, and t- and and it, we started discussing about mental health, and mm-hmm. you know, trying to um, you know bring hope to people, and and our discussion mm. started like that,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and then it led into, you know, next next year, Adam, you know, you you could you should probably come down and we could do a joint stall mm. and we could have the pirate stall at the front or whatever, but out the back, like, you could do, like, a psychology service. Yeah, right. And I
1: was like, dude,
0: Wow, yes. like, that is an interesting idea.
1: Absolutely, man. What do you think about this? I think it's a wonderful idea, bro. So, Earth Freak next year? Well, look, it's very
0: unlikely that's going to happen okay. for, for Earth Frequency um, only because... I'm very busy with work currently and it would it would require some organisation and all the rest of it. Sure. But yeah, I'm I'm particularly interested in your your feedback yeah, in terms yeah. of the, the merit of this idea and oh, and whether man. you think it would serve people in this sort of environment. Totally, um, man. You know the wellness tent idea was it was very interesting experiment in terms of kind of offering this kind of free mm. Kind of advice, you know, pamphlets and stuff. But yeah, yeah. as I sort of said, there were inherent issues with that, that concept. Mm. So I'm, I'm literally here now asking for your feedback in relation to the idea. of yeah. What if there was like a, a paid service, mm. just like there are masseuses? Yeah, and, sure. You know, if somebody saw mm. a, a sign for mental health counselling or mental health mm. support, something mm. like this... You know, and people had to actually think about it and go, "Would I part with yeah.
1: thirty bucks yeah.
0: to go and sit with a mm. you know, professional psychologist yeah, 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 at a festival?"
1: I think it's a it's a bloody brilliant idea, man. Do you think people would respond to I it? I think so. Um, it's just hard to say which event, but. I think, yeah, that'd be a winner, man. And so I think somewhere like like
0: Earth Frequency or the the, the types of events where the models mm. are greater than let's just come together and yeah. get off our
1: head and listen to music. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, That's yeah. the kind of uh-huh. environment that I'm thinking that, yeah, it, yeah. that it sort of could work. I mean, Coalescence, absolutely, man. Um, yeah, I, I think it's a necessary avenue, man, for festivals today, bro. I'm,
0: I'm just thinking too, you know, like the amount of people that – Would be part of this community, part of this culture Mm. that could be struggling with with mental health issues. For sure. And perhaps even be a little bit skeptical Mm. of normal mental health services Mm -hmm. out
1: in the wider community. Exactly, yeah. And not
0: perhaps maybe go and see a psychologist or a counsellor. And Mm. even if the service that was provided Mm. is come and have a chat about what psychology is and about what counselling is so to perhaps maybe try and reduce or minimise the fears that they have Mm -hmm. so that when they leave the festival and they're in amongst society wigging out, they actually feel comfortable enough to go and reach out to a professional to get some support. That's
1: it. Yeah, that initial step, man. That's right because, I mean, the festival is like kind of that's where barriers are broken, like anxieties you yeah, know fears yeah. it's your tribe so to speak you know when you're in an event like earth frequency a great example um so yeah and like when you unplugged back in the matrix it's yeah people are lost man and people you know seeking help is such a it's just you just can't you got to be strong and yeah and people just kind of give in and just bottle it down and yeah
0: cool bro well thank you for that feedback i'm I, I i'm giving it serious idea, thought maybe. but i but i do need a little bit more feedback from from people like yourself yeah. to, to validate this idea yeah
1: yeah yeah um the
0: the, the one other thing and I know that we're starting to, to get on to the time Unfortunately, yeah. um, so maybe we can um, we can save this for another conversation
1: I think if um, um, would you like to come back and keep I'd keep love this going to. keep yeah. this bubbling I'm actually gutted I gotta leave man. <laughs> I think I'd love another coffee and kick back so here, the so the theme the okay.
0: theme that I really feel mm. that I would love to talk to you about like okay. in future sure is tribalism and and you've mentioned tribe a couple of times mm. Um, because I think this is a really, really important Mm -hmm. concept to Mm -hmm. to nut out a little bit Mm. because I think that there are some inherent problems in everybody thinking that tribalism is the, the answer to stuff. Yeah. I think there are some inherent problems with tribalism. For sure. And I think it's really important, especially for people like you and me who have some influence where... Developing festivals and making podcasts and stuff. Mm. I think it's really important to to have a dialogue about Mm. this, so that people can become aware of perhaps what the inherent issues Mm. in tribalism really are. And and when I say inherent issues, I'm talking big picture things here, like you know, Nazi Germany was a product of tribalism. Mm. Yeah, wow. You know, communist Russia was. Mm a product of mm-hmm. people thinking that we're all one and we should yeah. all be the same.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: And True. we don't want to have those sorts of issues mm. emerge again and and I don't believe that everybody that's in our culture going to festivals and that want to see something mm. like Nazi Germany mm. or communist Russia yeah. happen again. Yeah. And I, I, I always go to those examples because they're the biggest ones that people yeah. can can relate to.
1: Absolutely, yeah, yeah. So, yeah.
0: I'd love to talk more about that with you. Yeah, so let's man. do it again let's absolutely it again. bro but absolutely. for now yeah you got to get going you got to go pick up some artists from the airport and yeah. take them up to the the festival for this weekend and you're playing at it and all the rest of it so
1: yeah yeah man it should so
0: be hope, fun um yeah. i was considering going but i've decided that it's a long way to drive and yeah. I, I need to have a bit more rest so yeah. i won't be there but it's, i it's hope you have a blast you
1: can't make it man it's actually quite funny um because we're just talking about festivals, you know, like shutting off early, I think is something we agree on. And I, hopefully mm. as a whole, it's something we can accept and, you know, be healthier and happier for in the future. Yeah. But um, this event, Solar Effects, where I'm going up to right now, um, they're doing, they've done a all-nighter. And um, so I'm quite interested to see...
0: Last night, they did all, it's all night. It's still going. Right. So
1: yeah, um, interesting. I'm, I'm quite interested to see how, yeah, I'm a not concerned but yeah i am interested to see like bring the two headliners in and we all sit down for dinner and i'm just thats interesting that's really
0: interesting that you you tell me i didn't know that Mm. but i have to admit one of the other reasons that i decided not to go is because i just i felt that there was some vibe with it that i didn't think was going to sit well with me and
1: um
0: for various different reasons yeah um now you've told me that that's that's affirms yeah my my feelings that i was having so yeah it's interesting it's really interesting
1: it's a little disappointing to be honest just for my point of view because um the the event they did a few months ago metamorph was um a real family friendly you know sound off early everyone sit down have dinner together which was lovely it was community i thought yeah yeah um so yeah i thought it was was like oh okay interesting they're going for the yeah full 48 hours of so anyways um I hope they've got some rest because some dancing to do later anyway. <laughs> <laughs> nice one. Yeah, yeah. All bro. Well,
0: lastly, if people are interested in getting in touch with you, like if they've listened to you and they want to book you for gigs or anything like that, where can people find you?
1: Oh, man. um What's the best way. Daddy Longlegs on SoundCloud. Um, yeah, that's probably the easiest, man, for music and contact. There's the Coalescence website and my email is lochie at coalescence.xyz as well. But – um yeah, and I'm easy enough to find on Facebook, Loki. <laughs>
0: Fantastic. And yeah. you're happy with people getting in contact with you if they That's wanna wanna talk to you or Absolutely man. Wanna book you or anything like that?
1: Absolutely. For any reason if it's yeah, support or music support or yeah, just wanna see somewhere, hear some new music or Yeah. Yeah, hit us up, absolutely.
0: Fantastic brother. Mm. Well, it's been an honor. It's yeah, been bro, just as too. just as I expected it would be. <laughs> This it's so unfurling, yeah. interesting conversation. Yeah, bro. It, it, it's been fantastic, man. So, thank you heaps for your time. Thanks, brother. And I look forward to, to carrying on, on again when it works.
1: We'll definitely do this again, bro. Thank you so much. Awesome, bro.
0: Thank you so much. Let's say goodbye. Goodbye, yes. everybody. <laughs> You're ready. Thanks for listening. <laughs>